Liam. Yes, poor he Liam. Tries so hard. <laughs> So terrible. Yeah, we need to make a new series. It's be like the lower deck oh. of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Liam the blind guy. Ten years after the Phantom Menace, Anakin is all grown up. And he's kind of a jerk. An arrogant, immature, genocidal, sand-hating jerk. Just what a woman wants. Today we review Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones, on this edition of the 11 Parsecs Podcast. Hello and welcome to podcast number 13 of the 11 Parsecs Podcast. I'm your host, Eric. I'm here with my other co-host, John. Hello. And our movie and audiobook specialist podcast host, William. Howdy. And today we are reviewing Attack of the Clones, episode two. It's a movie podcast. For those that don't know much about this podcast and maybe tuning in for the first time, our goal is to go through a list of chronological BBY order Every single bit of Star Wars new canon, comics, books, movies, audio dramas, video games, cartoons, and pretty much anything we can consume in uh, in any of those forms. This is podcast number 13, and this is our second movie. These movie podcasts are a very big deal for us because we all kind of watched all of the movies, but we didn't necessarily read all the books, didn't necessarily read all the comics, didn't necessarily do... Um, all the audio dramas and that type of stuff. So these are uh, kind of like little milestone points in our whole entire project's journey. So also it should be noted that this podcast is completely chock full of spoilers. We do not hold back on anything that we review, whether it came out five years ago or whether it came out in 2002. So if for some reason you have been holding back on watching Attack of the Clones for almost 20 years and don't want to know anything about it, this is the wrong podcast to listen to. Okay, so let's do what we do every podcast, guys. Uh, let's pop the tops, and then we can talk about what we're drinking. Pop the taps. Pop your tap. Countdown. Okay, give me one second. Let me grab mine. Three, two, one. Nice. I didn't actually bring a glass today, so I'm drinking straight out of the can. Like a caveman. Seriously. <laughs> All right. William, I'm going to guess I know what you're drinking tonight. Nope, you don't. It's a mocha oh. Russian. A mocha Russian? It's really oh, okay. mixing it up this time. Okay, we got yep. <laughs> We got it. We got it. What is the difference between a mocha Russian and a white Russian? Well, normally it would be one shot of glue, one shot of vodka, and I think it's a half a cup of milk, or maybe it's a whole cup of milk. Instead, um, my wife made this morning, and she, for some reason, used a shot of milk as well. So it's a very, very dark okay. uh, white Russian. Is it, again, is it again the Big Gulp version? No, this is about eight. This one's only about eight ounces. Okay, good. Yeah. Very concentrated. Very concentrated, yes. Very <laughs> powerful eight ounces. But. Yeah, I hope you have that in a sippy cup. <laughs> it's a movie podcast. I mean, come on. I, I I actually thought about grabbing two different beers just to have as a secondary beer. Outside. I got a backup. You got to have a backup. Yeah, I, I'll probably go grab a backup in a minute. John, what are you drinking? Uh, I am uh, drinking. This is this is Attack of the Clones. This is this is a movie. So this is, is a special special podcast. I'm drinking a very special beer, one of my favorite beers of all time. Uh, unless you have a different opinion, you will agree that it is an amazing triple IPA from Cherry Street. Uh, one giant leap. Love that beer. I'm actually in fear of this beer because it's like 10. percent So and actually, you are sipping. You are hyper local. That that beer was brewed less than three miles from your house. The guy just handed it to me right through my door. Yeah, seriously. Nice. I mean, yeah. 
Cherry Street Brewing, great local brewery for us um, up in North Atlanta, A+. I'm also actually drinking uh, a uh, Atlanta brew. It's Monday Night Brewing, though. And this is Which, a little off for me because yeah. I'm not drinking an IPA tonight. Usually I drink IPAs on these things. I'm drinking a Dr. Robot. Have you had that? Uh, no. What is that? Key Lime Sour. Uh, what, no. what, was, what, was the, uh, what was the slow I, death I, there? I, look, I can't get into sours. I'm, I'm a, I like pretty much all beer. Focus on IPA and triples. But I can't get into sours. I try. It's a, it's a, this is this is my this is beer number one for the movie podcast, and it's a sipping beer. It's it's going to be more of like a a palate cleanser. It is yes, from it's a very good cleanser. <laughs> so <laughs> so let's uh so all right so so uh, first off, I'm going to start out with a little bit different of a question than I normally start out with on these podcasts. What was your initial impression when you saw Attack of the Clones back in 2002? Um, first, hold on, let me give a little background of the actual Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones came out on May 16th, 2002. It was written by George Lucas and Jonathan Hales, who uh, the only other uh, really bigger or larger movie that I could find that he wrote was uh, Scorpion King, but he did write a bunch of the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, which were very good. Um, this is 10 years after Phantom Menace, and this is the only Star Wars movie that got outgrossed the year that it came out. It ended up being third domestically, which is pretty interesting when you think about it. Because Star Wars movies are The other two were? I don't know. I didn't look that up. Oh my God, you can't throw that out there. I can throw that out there. Oh yeah, I can totally throw that out there. But yes, it got outgrossed in the US. And it's, I think, I think I read that it was the only Star Wars movie to have ever done that. That's Uh, of, of the main, of the main nine Skywalker saga movies. I think we need to also mention that this was also directed by George Lucas. Yes, it was. Yes, good, good, good call on that. And uh, so I, I want to get. Uh, I always, you know, ask you guys. You guys know this at this point. What are is your uh, numerical rating one through hundred on this movie? But I want to know what it was back in two thousand two when you first saw it, and then what you think thought of it this week after you watched it. I remember thinking that this was pretty decent at the time, uh, and I'm a little surprised to to think back like that but i do think that i i enjoyed it more or less more than episode one so if, if you were just to, to think back to 2002 what do you think your 2002 self would have gave this movie and then what, what would you give it today uh probably somewhere in the somewhere in the 80s i don't know if it's high 80s or low 80s uh, it's really fuzzy okay i mean it's almost 20 years ago i get it at the time, at the time. Now I soured on the prequels pretty quickly. William, what are you thinking? Your, um, two, your 2002 self, and then your 2020 self. Actually, I would say that my answer is going to be the same for both. The only thing that has changed is my understanding of it. Doesn't mean I like it better. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So, to me, I, 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 I don't. To me, this is the the tale of two stories, um, and I have two very very different answers, um, but. Uh, if I had to give it a more average, I guess that would come out to about 67. Um, okay. Not nearly as good as Phantom Menace, in my opinion. Yeah, um, and actually, now, now that you say that, I think that's where I'm at. I think that I probably initially would have gave it... Uh, I, I wasn't a huge fan whenever it came out of this movie, but I'd say I'd probably still rate it about a 78. Yeah. Today, I'm probably still kicking it about the same. Um yeah, I, I'd say I'd say seventy eight, seventy nine is probably. Do where both I'm at of today. you did both of you prefer Phantom Menace to this? I did. Mm. Eric, I'll, I'll go up. into detail. It's a, it's a toss up. It's it's going no go into detail, please. All right, uh, wait. Well, 
Oh, well, like I said, to me, it's two different movies. The they are um, two different movies. I totally agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> this movie alone is two different movies, um, and I, I want, that's the reason I wanted to stress that this was directed by um, George Lucas, um, because this was unapparent to me when I watched, first watched the movie. And the very first half of the movie, I could have done without completely. Um, it just, but now I understand. I think George Lucas was trying to basically pull off um, Romeo and Juliet. And I didn't realize how over the top the like the dia- I mean I knew it was over the top, but I didn't realize it was intentional. Um, he's basically trying to you know basically make Romeo and Juliet. And the thing about the way Anakin's talking about you know how painful your love is killing me, and it just and you look back at like Shakespearean um, things like that, and that's how they were. They were just sickening. Shakespeare had strong opinions on sand. Excellent. Um, I would not know about that, but the. Uh, so, so I think this was George Lucas trying something that he shouldn't have been doing, um, because we both know. I mean, we, we, I say we, both, we know that both actors are actually capable of far better than what they performed, and uh, we've seen in other things. So I, I'll, it, I'll totally agree with you on that. I think both both Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman are yeah. very very good actors and actresses. So I think this falls on the director, and I think that uh, George Lucas was trying. I mean, like I said, the dialogue definitely reflects. You go back and watch like a modern Romeo and Juliet or something like that, and they're just, you know, it's just sickening. The uh, well, well the, then, so, so my, the the DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet, the one that I'm thinking of, the le- the last that I saw, was the actual Shakespearean. Right. Well, and that's what I, I should say. Yeah, just completely over top, like you know, love being explained in a way that normal people would run away from. Um, and as, as my wife pointed out to me, I didn't even think about this. She said, well, think about Romeo and Juliet. They were both raised in complete isolation. They had, you know, everything taken care of for them and they had no idea how the real world worked. And she thought that, you know, basically expanding on what I said, that, um, basically it was kind of trying to play off that, um, that these were both very immature people despite, um, their education and their position, um, and so, like, like when I heard him basically spouting poetry about how much you know every day is more painful than the last because the love is so strong, it made, made me gag you know 20 years ago and it made me gag now. The only difference is now I understand what the intent was. It was unfortunately never made clear. Um, Do you really and- think that? Do you really think that it's just he was trying to portray how clunky? The characters are, or is Lucas just terrible at writing dialogue? He's I don't terrible, think... he's, he's terrible at writing, in my opinion, romantic dialogue. Because yeah. uh, let's, let's be honest here. Like, there's some parts of the movie that we'll, we'll get into, but the dialogue that I most have a problem with throughout this whole movie is most definitely Anakin and her. And it's right. 99% Anakin. Because yeah, it, I... it, it, just, it, it just doesn't work. And it, it's not, it, it is part delivery. And I think that that was a directing thing. I think that was Hayden Christensen being told deliberate like this, and he's kind of awkward with it, and it just didn't work out. Yeah, I think we but, can totally we can dispense with the, they're good actors. It's not their yeah, fault totally. they were directed into this uh, uh, what debacle that we see on screen. It's not their fault. We can all move on from that. The, yeah. <laughs> the reason I go back to like, it's the Romeo and Juliet is the, any normal person hearing the crap that he said. Um, like a girl, which should be running away in fear, and but they wouldn't. And as, as my as my wife was pointing out to me, she said you need to be thinking of a very young, immature girl, 
an immature young girl would eat this up. Even yeah, though you I and I were all sickened by this. But, pa- but Padme, at this point, though, has served out her entire term as queen. Mm-hmm. She's been through tons of stuff as a senator. I mean, she's yeah, already playing political... At this yeah, point? She... Oh, man. But she's... But that's like, the thing. 27? Just like the like no, Capriose. I don't think she's that old, is she? 25? Yeah. 26? Yeah, like younger 20s. Yeah, 20 to 25. And, I'm not and sure the exact. well... Traveled, uh, in well versed, totally agree. Well, not well, wait, wait, not wait, a preteen. Wait, John, John, we got we got to talk about something though. Like we have read Queen Shadow, and we've read the other books were up that are leading up until this point. That necessarily wasn't available back then. Whenever the character was being developed, though, either you're gonna you know make I mean? my brain hurt. Why? Yeah. What am I gonna make multiple your brain hurt? levels and paths of of criticism? No, she's sheltered. I mean. In my understanding, I haven't. I guess I haven't read the book you're talking about. But from my perspective, you'd have to think she's very sheltered. Everything's been handled for her, and she's never had, with the exception of the one romantic um, involvement, which was very short-lived, um, that she mentions in the movie. Um, she's completely sheltered. This is all new to her. She has no idea how to handle it, and See, that's they, why they've gone back and fleshed her out though since this movie came out. And I think that's probably one of the biggest criticisms was what we're saying here is that. It seems so nice. I mean, one scene sticks out to me more than anything is um, the part where he's gone and killed um, everyone after his mother's died. And he comes back. He's like, you know, I've killed them all. I killed the women. I killed the children. And she's in that like weird moo moo thing. And she's just like, oh, it's okay. I'm like, girl, you got to run. Like, what People are you doing? Angry. Like, well, like no, that, that was a bit of a. Yeah. And that's flag. what I thought as well. Wait, wait that's and- a bit of a what? Red flag. Red flag. Yeah, it totally was. Oh. And, and, and that's oh, where I'm just kind of like, that's that's the point at which I'm just like, like, what, like, like, literally, y'all just met again or re met, you know, like a week ago. And so you're this like, was, oh, it's okay. We're fine. And I guess she's on some other planet with him and, you know, she's got to get off the planet and get back home too if she's trying to get out of it. But I'm just like, what on earth is this scene? Yeah, that, and this is why I, you know, I'm glad I asked my, talked to my wife about this because the warning signs to me were well before that scene. It was the everyday, um, I'm in more pain. Uh, because of my love for you, kind of, kind of thing. Uh, that oh, was the warning, sign. the warning signs. The warning Annie's signs were in the, the first game. five seconds of yeah, yeah, totally. when yeah, they yeah. met. That's he what had I'm saying. When they, with, stare. With, when they read yeah. Well, and she even said, you know, stop staring at me. It makes me uncomfortable. Way. Yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. But as my wife pointed out to me, she's like, you do not know how immature girls think. Um, she said, that's not what they think. Oh, um, but, but Padme, Padme's been in this. I mean, she she knows people are going to be hitting. I mean, you know, I. I don't know. I don't, I don't buy. I think that there's a there's a there's the force that is that is trying to guide these two together. But I I he lays it on so thick. I mean, it's like it's it's pretty ridiculous. And Obi Wan just kind of stands by. I mean, you have the awkward yeah. fight when they're sitting on the couch at the very beginning of the movie. Like um, I said, you could learn your place. Oh yeah. Which well, is, you which, think which, about which, was that was actually a pretty well acted scene in my opinion. <laughs> I think that she is though every bit deserving of him. I mean the 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 absolute castration phrase she says to him about oh he's not a Jedi Knight he's just a Padawan. Yeah, she that's a pretty good. Word. I mean it just absolutely. You Excuse know, me, m'lady. Yes, I mean it's just she's every bit as a. Um, that's what I'm saying. She knows what she's doing. I mean that, that's why yeah. it's not like a like that, that's why that like I said that whole scene where he talks about killing everyone. You're just kind of like man, there's 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 some stuff going on there. Do you really want to get in that? Turn tail and run. Go, go now. Get out of here. All right, let's. let's so, so what? Wait, wait. Don't let, let's okay, finish okay. it. Since since we're on that scene, why did that scene happen? Which one? Uh, where ex- he says they're animals, and I slaughtered them like animals. I'm assuming the exposition so that he can explain what his reasoning was 
before slaughter because previous to that you had the scene where he's like um wait what, what's the what's wrong about that like um when, whenever he's talking about uh the dictator we need a dictator yeah that's what it was well if it works that's what it was well it was, if it well works, if it yeah, works. There you go. And that's that there. And she kind of looks at him that's like... That's a little hint. Yeah, that's a little Yeah, little she's kind of like, oh, ha, ha, that's pretty funny. Sure. You know, like, and then they he's like, off. and then he's like, yeah, it was funny, wasn't it? Like, you know, and then they just kind of, ah, and, you know, it keeps going. And then you get to that scene where that's like the second red flag. Well, that, that scene exists to show uh, Anakin's nature. I mean, that's, it's, it's not a deep question. It's just to show that he has this rage inside of him and threats to his family will bring it out wholesale. Yep. Oh, yeah. Unfiltered. Well, and I think combination of what we you know, talked about last podcast, I was on you know, the, the the Dooku episode, um, about the Jedi not necessarily doing the best job of raising their um, young Jedi, uh, and basically having to suppress emotions. I think that he felt like he could probably finally express his emotions, um, you know, excluding the acting. I'm talking about the, the character himself, um, ideally. That he felt like he could express that, and that's something that she shared with him that she did not agree with the Jedi. That that, that basically, I, I felt like the whole suppression of emotions and something was something she was not in favor of either. Wait, okay, and, William, you know what? You bring up an interesting point. Do they not have medical technology in the Star Wars universe? Can they not just feed Xanax to all the Jedi or whatever <laughs> kind of pill would tamp you down, even you out? You know, so you don't have these wild mood swings. Basically, defeat the Sith through the power of medicine. Yeah, but I Chemistry. think I think Xanax, uh, pineapple juice, and midichlorians have this kind of weird combination thing going where you can't take them all at the same time. Ah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Interactions. So, gotta, yeah, you gotta hate that. Drug interactions. The, uh, I mean, if you go on, like, you know, like, uh, what is it, MD, MedMD, or whatever it is on the web, and if you look it up, I mean, you know. If well, I look at midichlorians on WebMD, okay. Yeah, it just, it, it, there's not many drugs you can take. <laughs> Trust but me. Think about no. it. Any think about what's going to happen to anybody, <laughs> anybody who's raised that any time they express emotions gets chastised, you're going to create a monster. And Joda, Joda, Yoda says this about all the basically about all the all the, all the recent Jedi's all have issues with power um, and thinking that they're all that and that's a actually coping mechanism if you know much about psychology which unfortunately i've taken way too much psychology um taken read too many psychology books probably self-help books um <laughs> but anyway that uh that, that you're much on, better now yeah yeah i'm so much better um but yeah that you know that's a coping mechanism you know thinking that yeah that you're superior but it's I, again, I think it's a situation that uh, the Jedi have created. I hate the Jedi. Have I mentioned that? Yeah, um, no, I was going to say, this ties <laughs> right back in with your, your hatred of the Jedi. You think they're all bad. Sith yes. are all good. I don't get it. I don't like the, no, I don't think the Sith are all good. Um, I definitely do not like the Sith either. But the uh, I'm an independent I, voter, John. That's right. <laughs> I'm independent. You have to choose a side. <laughs> Pick one. I, I just think that suppressing your emotions is a horrible, bad idea. Um, you shut up. <laughs> So, all, right, all right, enough of Star Wars psychology. Let's get into the... <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I would like to uh, mention something, uh, since we're on deep topics. I would like to point out that uh, what happens right at the beginning of the movie, not the not the title scroll, What, what ha- what's the first thing to happen in the movie? Is it the Cordae explosion? The the assassination attempt, right? Yeah. 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 I would like to uh That was Cordae, propose... right? Not Dorme or... or yeah, Romain I think it was Cordae, yeah. Jordae. It was Cordy. I think it was Cordy. Go ahead. 
I would like to point out, propose, if you will, that that action at the beginning of the movie drives the whole movie. How about that? That's yeah. that's actually I, I agree with that. I think that this movie actually, if you're if I'm gonna give anything other than that chariot scene, I think this movie has really really good pacing. Like it, it is continuously moving and continue. It's got a lot to cover and it knows it's got a lot to cover and they did a good job with that. Well, it's kind of being ridiculous, but. Because obviously it it drives the whole movie, but but my question is who who did the assassination attempt? Who 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 was behind that again? The Zan, Zan Wessel. Wait, who? No, it was Zan Wessel. Well, they said right. the Trade Federation. Um, well, yeah, I not the it, direct I, guy, not the direct assassin. The, no, no. Yeah. So, so Trade Federation who paid uh, was for it? Tyrannus. Why? Why? Why did they do that? Because he wanted the Trade Federation to be happy and join his little uh, thing at the yeah. end. Remember when they're like sitting in the big circular room with the bugs and. Yeah, so they, it's, so just, they want... it's just simple revenge. Well, yeah. Remember, oh, they yeah, even yeah, said... Yeah. They're, they're just bloodthirsty. They just want to see her dead. I, I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah, they said they, they, they... Remember, they didn't want to sign until she was dead. That was their... Right. That, was that, their was, that was their requirement. So Tyrannus yep. hired Django, who hired Sam Wessel, yep. who screwed it up. Remember, she goes to Django, and she's like, they, they used a decoy. Okay. I, I, I think I was a little confused on that. I thought that uh, Palpatine was behind that. In the in very the, end, in, you know, the, all the way the, up. In the end, up the chain, yeah, he's he's where the buck stops because basically and, he's saying, Tyrannus, you need to go get all these people on board for the for the uh, robot army." I really misunderstood like, all that. I thought that he was trying to take her out because she was in the way of his plans. No, no. okay. That no, would no, actually that was that was all trade. Newt Gunray and the Trade Federation. They really wanted yeah. to see her dead. And think about it, for him also being from Naboo. It, if it had happened, it would just play sympathy for him. So it was a win-win for him. I don't think he cared. That, yeah, I don't know if he actually, I don't think, in my opinion, and it doesn't say in the movie or anything, but he doesn't yeah. cast down the order to do it. But no. he does tell Tyrannus, make sure you make everybody happy so that we have two sides of this war to fight. Yep. yep. And uh, okay. and that was, and that was you know, in the mandate, I guess you could call it. So in the end, he is responsible for it. But Tyrannus, or Doku, is the one who actually tells Django to go do whatever he needs to do to get her dead. Get her dead. Get her dead, man. No, that's bad. To so make sure I, to make sure she does not make the next Senate meeting. So going on what you were saying about pacing, this is why I say it's the tell of two two movies for me, um, because if you take out all the love interaction, the awkward poetry reading um, statements and stuff, um, it is a actually very good fast paced action movie. Um, where where would you pick it up? I would okay. So you got the opening scene. And then basically anything that involved them, um, Padme and, and uh, Anakin, um, romantic-wise, especially, or not even the, the scenes with that they're standing together, or whatever. Those it's fine, but the, the the lines being delivered by Anakin cut it all out. Um, if you get rid of all that, I my my rating for this movie goes up to maybe even ninety. I would definitely like oh. it much better. Better. I would definitely like it better than Phantom Menace. I mean, so, the, the, because the dialogue after the movie, after that part, was fan, I thought was fantastic. I mean, I love the little one-liners. Uh, yeah, there's, no, there's, there's actually really good one-liners. Like, whenever they're both tied up, and he's like, I came to rescue yeah. you, and Obi-Wan's like, well, you're doing a good job. I, I love yeah. that line. I think that's a great line. Yeah. And, you know, there, there's all, you know, when, when um, I can't remember what, what uh, when she basically got herself out, and she starts climbing up, and, uh, and he says, um, Anakin says, what, well, what about... But about her, and he and he said that she's uh, 
She's on top of it. Yeah, yeah, she's on top, on top of, of things. Of it, yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, and of course, C three O. I'm beside myself. That kind of stuff. Obi Wan's got some great lines in this movie. He yeah. really does. Like, like his his writing was really good, and I think that. Um, that he just knew how to play him. I mean, honestly, like yeah. I think that I think it was it was a built-in character. It was very kind of sarcastic, and I liked it. And like I said, I, I still think that the acting in that couch scene where they're fighting is actually pretty darn good acting. Like, because everybody in the crowd's like, "Oh my gosh, what's going on? I don't know. You know, what are these two fighting about?" Uh, yeah, I, I it was, you know, there's good. All right, so I, I, I've got three three scenes that I think I really enjoyed, or I, I previously enjoyed, and I really enjoyed this viewing or this two viewings. Um, number one, the one with the pair, clearly the one with the pair. So basically, when my family gets together at Christmas, you know how people put on like a fireplace uh, things yes. on their TV. Like, yes. so basically, I just have uh, a video of the pair floating back and forth, back and forth wow. on. Loop. And then that's Absolutely. and, and I, we watch that all Christmas <laughs> long. I mean, that's that's like that's what we do. And uh, no, so uh, so all right. So the three the three things that I have in my notes that I, I really forgot how much I enjoyed. Um, Number one, you know, Lucas is such a big car guy. The car chase scene, I, I liked it a little bit more, I think, this time. And maybe it's because mm-hmm. I've gotten older and I can see the nostalgia in, like, the old cars and the chase scene and that kind it's of thing. It's got a real, yeah, American graffiti thing. Yeah, it there. was a very, yeah, definitely American graffiti. And I knew that back then. I just didn't, I don't think I appreciate it like I do now. I thought it was pretty no. good. I thought right. it was pretty good. Second thing, um, the major battle with all the Jedi at the end. I, I, I forgot how much I loved that scene. Uh, just seeing that many Jedi out there. Fighting nope. at one time. Nope. You didn't like it? Nope. Okay. Okay. That is okay. that is the classic case of we have to up the ante. Let's have, you know, well, let's see. We've had like maybe five lightsabers. Let's have 500. Yeah, and have them flipping on all over the stadium no, that's there. No, oh, yeah, that's no. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I got, I got one more. I got one more. And this is, this is okay. absolutely yeah, my favorite thing about this movie is the sound of the seismic charges. I love that sound. Oh, my gosh. That, that yeah. is, like, yeah. the best yeah. sound effect ever. I don't understand how they didn't you, walk you, away. You know, you know that sound doesn't travel in space. <laughs> I, know, I know. Thank you, John. Thank you. Well, I was waiting for it. Pew, pew. But it's somehow they actually make it, like, deafening quiet. Yeah. Oh, it's yes. so good. It's yes. so good. It's such a good... That, that, is, is, that is phenomenal sound design. Yeah, no whoever, doubt. Whoever yeah. designed that sound... And that combined like, with... Oh, my gosh. Um, his ship... Firing like five million shots a second. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like, it, it gives you that around. sense of danger. Oh, it man, really ups the danger. Yeah, that scene. That scene. So, well, I, I shouldn't say that. I think that that scene was good because uh, Boba Fett is the most annoying backseat driver I've oh ever heard gosh, in my life. Yeah. Like that. Like that. Like the his. Like get him, Dad. Like it's just Dad. So, try spinning. That's a good yeah, trick. Yeah, it's just like oh man. It's just like oh, and that's that's the only problem I have with that scene. But overall. That scene's a pretty good fight scene. Those are my three favorite scenes of this movie. It is. I've, I mean, the more uh, we see of Django, um, would he really have been fooled by the old throw the parts, the spare parts out and hide? Well, you got to harken back. I mean, you got to, yeah. No, you, I get, okay, th- this actually leads into. Fan um, service, but it's fan service. It's fan prequel, service, which, why? Which is even neat. It's fan why? service to the Millennium Falcon. Hiding on the Star Destroyer. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say there, wait, there's wait, they throw the drunk, so we'll many parallels out. with with Empire that I'm sure everybody oh. has lists of. Yeah, now think, but think about this. You just, you just, I didn't even get this until you just mentioned that. That's why Boba Fett didn't fall for it when the Money and Falcon did it. Because he did in the in the regular movies. He knew okay. that he was gonna be That's, sitting there on the trash. It yes. was a great. I'm having a, a little chill. I'm having a little chill right now. That, that I am actually, too. That was good. Yeah. I did yeah, not realize that, that until you mentioned it. Yes. now we know why Boba Fett didn't fall for it. Right, because he knew. Right. Yeah, it's it's a great throwback. I thought that was a great. What a great I never movie. got that. What good an job. awesome film. <laughs> good. What a good job, John. All right, I'm going to change my score to 105. 
<laughs> that scene alone made it all. I never put that together. Yeah, I, all good, I did was great, think about uh, yeah no, another Empire uh, parallel, but uh, no, that's fantastic. Okay, wow. What? Okay, so please, Eric. Um, what were the three scenes again? The the asteroid thing. Yes, the, the, the car chase scene, which is pretty yes. Good. So, okay. Uh, which you guys may or may not. I, I there's a little bit of stuff. Like I feel like I'm like that's pretty. Good. I had to choose the right car, and there's a bad delivery there, but it's still a good. I, I think it's a good core thing. The one part um, of that scene, the one part of that sequence that I like is where uh, Obi Wan is chasing them, and um, Anakin loses his lightsaber, and Obi Wan yeah. just like snatches it out of the air and sets but he it just down. Dr- puts it in the seat. It's so yes. weird to me that he just drops it in the. He's seat. holding it with the force there. Okay, it's a force right. belt. Okay, it's a force seat belt. All right. Yeah, I know. I, I realized. Early on, if you start criticizing physics in Star Wars, you've gone. I know, home. I know. See, I like <laughs> that moment because it shows that they're just they're just rocking it out. They're doing their business. Yeah. Uh, the jumping out and 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 free falling down. I hate it. When he I does don't that. like that because it's like these people are immortal. I mean, they, they can't die doing crap like that. Well, they can. Uh, yeah. No, I, they I, apparently they can't die because they just leap out of you know a thousand <laughs> foot drop and they're like, ah, I'll find a ship. Like, I enjoy I enjoy Anakin's grin too. Whenever he's about to hit that big, fat ship that's growing right under him, and he pulls up right at the last minute. Yeah, he, I, I love that grin. Like he's got a legit grin on his face, and I'm like, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. That's that's acting. It is. It's very good Actors. acting. Uh, so let's get so let's get back to the uh, the the big fight Jedi scene, um, the in sync yes. scene. If if I can, uh, <laughs> what was um and William? I think I, I don't know if you were on the podcast that we discussed it. The in sync was actually in that scene, but got cut. Did you know that? I did not. Not yeah, in they, sync, like the one guy. No, 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 no. The whole they were the all whole, in there. They were all in originally oh. in that scene as Jedi, but they got cut. Except there's one that that may have made it, I guess, or made like they can spot him or something. I don't know. Anyways, I just always think of that. Whenever I see that scene, I think of in sync, which is just a weird thing. But that's why this film is so famous. Oh, totally. That's why it was third in domestic box office. Um, if they hadn't come out, it would have been It'd be personal. funny if it was like an NSYNC film was, that was like number one, like some kind of just weird concert footage or something that they made so much money off of. Uh, so, John, what what was your problem with that scene? I, I get up in the ante part of it. That's Diminishing. part of the whole movie. It's, it's dilution. It is dilution of the special thing, right? But I'm the, sure but, someone has counted the number of times that we see a lightsaber in the original trilogy. Okay. And it's like a handful of times. Sure. It's a special thing. Now okay. it's it means nothing. It's, it's a like, total yeah, special thing because there's only Luke, Yoda, and Darth. I mean, there's not many other yeah, Jedi. Yeah. Let me let me counter this, John. Though, how do you how do you bring about the necessity for the clones without it? I I for me is an it is an example of Star Wars being a nice tight little film or a nice tight little trilogy, and that's all it really can be. To have the feet to have that feeling that it gives you or gave you originally. Where the Jedi were special, but they're gone now. And, you know, and here's a lightsaber and a special, and there's a special duel, and it's a big deal. It has to be this tight little story. And once you start to expand it in, into the necessary universe that it must have existed in, it it's no longer as, as treasured. So you're, well, you're just saying the lightsaber itself, not Jedi in particular? Because we've already been confronted no, it, with it tons appeal, of different Jedi. It, um, appeals to the Jedi. Or appeals. It applies to the Jedi. And the lightsaber, the whole thing, right? Imagine if you had a thousand Darth Vaders running around. But you didn't. That's why I think that's why the scene matters because look how many died. Like Jenga took out the one guy in three shots. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, I actually have a problem with that too. Like, okay, how many Jedi are there? If they're being like killed off left and right as they seem to be in the arena, 
doesn't it take it's like a fighter pilot it takes decades to to build yeah. a jedi you don't yeah, just well, that's why yoda's, that's why yoda's in the way he's like he knows he knows. he's yeah. like this is not gonna go well they're gonna lose gonna them, yeah they're that. gonna lose them all and the, i would and, think you would actually you would recognize how precious a so jedi you're saying, you're especially saying a jedi yoda, master is you're saying they, yoda, they would be deployed like nuclear weapons you're, okay, so you're saying you would never see that large of a contingency in one place? No, no, no. Speaking of nuclear weapons, hey, there's one. Boom! All the Jedi are dead. Well, that's. I think that plays to arrogance. Uh, well, arrogance, right? <laughs> they, they exactly that, and they that they thought they were unstoppable. Um, like you know, you know, two Jedi could probably do this, but we'll take thirty. And well, so wait, 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 wait. Let's wait. Let's go back. Doku is grabbing a massive army and yes, and, and adding it all on this one place. And yep. we have just seen Obi Wan message back to them saying, "Not only is there a clone army we didn't know about, but there is also Doku amassing this massive trade federation army that we don't know about." I mean, this is these are pretty Wait, big why, events. Why were they in the arena? Why did all the Jedi show up in the arena to rescue three people? Yeah, well, no, no, no. Not no, he, that, said, that, he said there's an army no, being built here. No, not that. They actually, I mean, Yoda says it. This is a chance to stop stop the war right now. Meaning You're that they're putting all his eggs in one basket just because they don't want to have this big war and they, they know yes, it's coming. They, that is exactly what they're trying to do. I, I think that them being there is just a, a happenstance. I mean, obviously they, they would love to save them, but this is their chance to stop it all for once. They think they think Dooku which, is everything. Which makes sense. Which makes sense because that's the whole reason that the clones are there to destroy all the ships as they start launching. Right. It definitely gets back to the arrogance because to, to put all of your super weapons into a, a killing bowl is oh, wait, pretty wait, wait, damn we, stupid. We don't know that it's all the super weapons. We don't you know what percentage of I mean, there's yeah. this huge Jedi. How many Jedi are could... there? I don't know, but you, you saw that. How many that, Jedi? Uh... No, That's a good question. How many Jedi do you think there are in the Star Wars universe? I'm a serious question. Okay, is so it so 1,000, 10,000? At, at this point in time. At this exact point in time. At that moment. Yes, at that moment. I'd say 1,000. I would say 1,000. Yeah. Hmm. Spread he, across the galaxy. Yeah, because remember, people, he just there's said, people out doing stuff. There's people out. I mean, yeah. We talked about all the different casts of the Jedi from Doku Lost, or Doku yeah. Jedi Lost. I mean, you have different ones that are all out in the outer spaces. This is where I think that, that we there's a disconnect. And again, I think Star Wars works as a nice, tight little story. If you think about the scale of a galaxy, there would have <laughs> to be stupid amounts of Jedi out there, Agreed. or they're just inconsequential. Or they can't find them. I mean, you got to remember, they've got to yeah. get them at the beginning. And if they don't get them at the beginning, then uh, yeah, you're on your own. Yeah, you just got you, you're going to end up with one Jedi per like 500 worlds. No, not even that. 5,000 worlds. Sure. One Jedi yeah. for five. What's one Jedi going to go with 5,000 worlds? If you use worlds? the Drake equation, we can get two. Well, worlds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, this is Drake equation talking. Yeah. But this goes back, I mean, it kind of counters what you were saying before that you felt like this was making them not unique, but you're actually proving that they actually are unique. Well, I, no, I, th I think that I think don't that, you that turn my argument on me. <laughs> <laughs> you take your straw man back. But I, I think it's more. I think it's more like. I think it's more that there may be tons of force sensitive people out there that could be Jedi out there. Yeah, it's like just a little kid with a broom. Yeah, like the kid with a broom, you, broom kid. You can't, you, but broom you can't kid. get to them. You don't know. You don't know where to find them. You don't know where to get to them. You only have like, you know, let's say we have a thousand people and fifteen percent are seekers that we talked about from Doku Jedi Lost. That's, you know, 1,500 people out scouring the galaxy. That's not a lot if you think about the whole galaxy. You know what but I mean? See, but, okay, it just doesn't work because you could say that they're focused around Coruscant, but it, that doesn't matter because the how many planets are represented in the, the Senate? Well, they said, what, over 1,000 um, separatists. Uh, oh. Just 1,000 separatists. That was or, was it 10, no, 10, or was it 10,000? I think 
Did he say a thousand or ten thousand? It was somewhere in the thousands. I don't remember which one. Okay, was, but, it, but so, I'd say it's definitely over one thousand. Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, a thousand planets to join the separatist movement. Yeah, you know, so and it's that's a, where he's all worried. So what it, are we talking about? Ten thousand oh, planets, maybe total. Systems? Yeah, I would say at least ten thousand. Yeah. Yeah, I think for them to be actually be a threat, I, and I'm just coming up with a number. I'd say total planets, ten thousand system, ten thousand in both systems. Okay, 1, 000, so is is the Galactic uh, Republic? Is it really just a tiny little quadrant of the galaxy? Is that really what's going on there? Because they have the outer rim, and they never. I don't. Well, I don't know. I haven't I mean, read. Here, here's the way I look the at galaxy it. is, but we're talking millions of worlds here. Sure, but yeah. but but number one, they got to be inhabited. They got to be. Intellectual, they've got to be able to, you know, yeah, get no, back place. to the Drake question. Yeah, but that being said, think about the Senate room. I mean, there's tons of seats in there. Yeah, not that many, not that many. Oh, there was tons, John. I there counted was a, them the they, other day. There's like six. <laughs> six. And there's uh, lots of those little flying pod things. They did I mean, a good job. On. They did a good job of trying to portray there are so many systems. They they did a great yeah. job with that. It is practically impossible to do, given the numbers that are in play, but they do a great job with that. I'm just yeah, saying I mean, that. When you scale it up to the size of a galaxy, none none of it makes any sense. The the Jedi are either um, numerous beyond count or inconsequential. Well, I think it's well. No, I still I still think you need one Jedi to train other Jedi. And so let's the, so let's take let's take Doku. He had what four Padawans. So he's able he's able to spread his seed to four other people. I mean, it's like the stop. training, you know what I mean? The training and stuff like that. So it's like. Who are I mean, his four Padawans? I, I I know Rail, good old Rail, Rail Averroes, <laughs> Averroes, and Faith um, Bagorum, Qui Gon, Qui Gon. What was the guy from uh, uh the guy from Doku Jedi Lost that was always talking to Ventress? Yeah, Kai, 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 Kai. Yeah, K A I, and and then um, what's her name? Oh my gosh, Ventress. Well, yeah, I guess she does. <laughs> Eartha Kit. Yeah, Eartha Kit. She doesn't she doesn't really count as a Jedi. <laughs> So she's, well, she was a Jedi. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's that's debatable. But yeah, I agree. <laughs> I love that character. By the way, I just can't wait to forget her name. Um, you, yeah, it is really funny. You you really like that character, and you have no idea what her name is. Well, Vin, I know Ventress. I always try to remember her first name, and I can never Asajj. remember Asajj. It's so it's hard for me to even say that word. So, yeah, Vin, I, I've always I mean I've always called her Ventress. The uh, and and, she, and and you'll find out. Soon that she, she's, I mean, she's an, it's not a spoiler. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's not, let's not, let's not get, not get further on. John's gonna, yep. John's gonna enjoy that character. We just gotta yes. let him uh, encounter it. Exactly. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, okay. So let's go, let's go back to, uh, let's say, what, what we said, we both said a thousand Jedi training in the temple. No, that's training. That doesn't mean they're ready to go and ready to fight at the battle. Well, how many were in that arena? 50? That was my next question. Um, 100? Maybe 100? I thought, I, would, I thought it was about 50. Somewhere between 50 and 100 is where I'm yeah. at. Yeah, that's not really that many of them. I mean, that is a good portion of them, and I agree with you that that would be Yoda. That's a significant like, percentage of your five to ten percent fighting population. And it is your badasses. I mean, it is your it is your Mace Windus. It is your Kit Fisto and all those guys. I mean, it's, well, they it's, all lived. So they do, I'm get- but, but, but I'm just saying, though, that it is a sizable... I, I, I agree with John that it's a sizable portion, but I don't think it's really like a huge... No. And it's also too. It also serves as an opening, John, and we'll get into it more when we start watching Clone Wars. It serves as a as an opening into getting people ready to lead the clones. Mm-hmm. So like like it shows you like really specific Jedi that are going to have like you know different parts coming up in the future. 
I see. You can talk about it. I can't, but anyway. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, no, I should. I, 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 totally, I, totally, I just totally reprimanded you like five minutes ago. Boom, mic drop then, right there. Yeah, seriously, yeah. And, then, and now I'm like, well, I mean, you got good uh, Fisto and you got blah, blah, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I should. I, I totally agree with that. Well, but here's what saying, I would say though, to that. It's okay. an introduction to those characters. Yeah, stop with your spoilers. Okay, here's what I would say. To make you feel, I wasn't kidding before, to make you feel how I feel about it. Imagine, if you will, that you have, like, Darth Vader enter whatever room, and then a, a hundred more Darth Vaders enter behind him. There's only one Darth Vader. That's the whole point. <laughs> Work with me here, people. No, 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 no. You don't understand. He is unbelievably powerful. Very few Jedi are that powerful. I mean, okay. no, who, actually, who, who no one say, is that powerful. Who, who, who you want to say? You want me to say Yoda? There's a hundred Yodas. Yoda, again, you're choosing, let's choose, let's say... Kit Fisto. Yes, there you go. I don't know who that is. He's the guy with the green tentacle things that hang down. Oh, yeah. that guy. Oh, that does yeah, a little, was, oh, yeah. like, big eyes. The one that guy. smiles at three... three exactly, at, that's yeah. exactly yeah. the scene I was thinking. One of my, one yeah. of my favorite Jedi. Yes. That's not love, the same. That's not the... Okay, one of your favorite Jedi. Fine. It means nothing to me. One of your favorite Jedi. Now there's a thousand of them. Okay. Yeah, and he's, he's still so, pretty he's badass. Not so special. He's not special anymore. Uh, you know, you got a hundred Mace Windus. He's well. They say I about Mace Windu. He, he, Go ahead. Second most powerful Jedi. The uh, Mace Windu. Yes, he. They, they, he's the second most powerful Jedi. The uh, um, well, based on what was it? Even Doku talked about it. The, 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 I'm trying to remember. I've got things yeah, Doku says head. my old friend. I thought but, Qui-Gon. I don't know yeah. We've sec- established sec- Qui-Gon was the only one who could have defeated the Emperor. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Patton. Sorry. I'm talking about being able to sword fight and have use the force. He was supposed to be pretty badass. I mean, the... Uh, he's in, in this film, he's ranked number two. I mean, yeah. I mean, him and Yoda are sitting on their little round couches and yeah. meditating together. So, I mean, I agree that he's powerful, but we don't have a we don't have any type of barometer for... And, for and also keep in, keep in mind that most of those Jedi, you have to assume, came from the Academy. So that means like every other one was probably a Padawan. Um, so that's probably the ones you got. That's true. Killed. That's true. Yeah, a lot of the guys that got killed were probably the uh, the Padawans. Yep. Which man do you bring your Padawan to this battle? I don't know that you do. Uh, apparently, they did. I mean, I'm guessing. <laughs> we 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 actually, Eric, we covered that before with the comic where uh, Obi Wan didn't want to take Anakin out because it's yeah. too dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And was it Yoda that said, "No, you you got to do you got to start bringing them out." Yeah, you got to start. You got to start engaging. So that's them. why they were there. Yeah. And it didn't work out this time. And all those poor NSYNC guys that died in that, in that poor battle. Yeah, is what it is. I can't yeah, believe I, I can't get you people to understand my 1,000 Vader analogy. It's not a 1,000 That's how Vader's not though. special it is anymore. No, it's 1,000 Kid Fistos. If you would have started with a 1,000 okay. Kid Fistos, I'd be like, okay. I can't all right, so you. I won Eric over. <laughs> no, no, you do not win me over. I no don't Maxis. agree with you. I don't agree with your core point. Well, yeah, I don't either because you're saying there's a 1,000 chosen ones. I'm saying as... <laughs> I'm saying as a, as a movie part of the watcher, as a, as a fan, mm-hmm. just having that many lightsabers light up all at once, it just there. I think that I did have a oh, this is cool moment at the at the at that instant, you know, back in yeah. 2002. But I it, it there's no way around the fact that it diminishes how special a lightsaber is. I don't think it does. I still don't think it does. As a you- viewer. Not as a fan. I don't. I, yeah, I'm yeah, not following it. I'm not either. The only way I would take that is to mean just like in anything else, there are people that are better at it than other people. These are the uh, Jedi. This is the MVPs. Yeah. These are the guys that have gone through the training. 
I would go into a stormtrooper analogy, but there's just no point anymore. <laughs> no, they're not stormtroopers. They're well beyond. I mean, that's that's the point of them is that they are super special. And yeah, there are going to be a bunch of super special people. And and Clone Wars is setting it up for all those special people to have an ending. You know, it's okay. like so. A, it's, speaking of clones, okay. Here's my question. Okay. Who um, authorized and paid for the clone army? Tyrannus. Why didn't he go get them? Because he he knows that he's set up this whole army to come along at just the perfect spot yep. that Yoda and them can't say no to. Really? They know. They know. Yeah, because he knows that he's going to be building his robot army, or or Sidious does. He's going to be building his robot army, and they're going to have to have an army. They're going to have to have somebody to battle them. And if wow. these clones show up at the okay. perfect I, time, I, I'm increasingly feeling stupid in this podcast. Didn't see that at all. I was kept, I kept wondering why didn't he go get them? Yeah, oh, no, no. yeah. And also yeah. too, you got to remember, and this is this is the part that I didn't get until the comic that we just read, the Django comic that we read last week that we did a podcast on, is that I never knew if Sifo-Dyas was actually the the actual Sifo-Dyas was the one that asked for the clones, but we showed in that comic last week that it really was Tyrannus acting as Sifo-Dyas, right? And, and he was using, does, he was using Doku, Sifo-Dyas's name. Does Doku want to win the war? No. I think, they, people, I think they, they just want to cause chaos so that, well, that Palpatine can take over as I, the I'm glad you, leader. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up because that was something that I got this time. I did not get the first time I watched it. And it became very clear to me this time because he, Doku does a really good job of of, of, of acting this out, of playing this, even even to the, the Trade Federation and whoever else, um, that you know this, they, you know this this will never be stood for whatever else. And you, I, even I actually believe him. I mean, he actually looks very sympathetic um, you know that this is horrible, but when he meets with the emperor at the end, everything he said, everything went to plan. Yeah, no, no, that's that's yeah. absolutely great acting by him, like, because yeah. because you you honestly feel that he's building this army to go defeat the clones and to go defeat yep. the republic, and then he does even better acting, in my opinion, whenever it's got Obi Wan all chained up in the little blue glowy yep. Star Trek thing, and he's like, oh no no no, you know, because he's playing like almost three sides of the coin at that point. Where he's like, "Oh no, no, we'll have you, we'll have you released as soon as possible." This wasn't what we were trying to plan on doing, and you're like, "Oh no, see that guy's working for the, he's working for the Trade Federation." And then you're like, "Wait a minute, no, he's not. He's yeah. not working for the Trade Federation." And it's like, "Whoa, it's like a triple take." Yeah, yeah, great, this great is, yeah, this is the Emperor playing all sides. Yeah, totally. And 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 Tyrannus knows it the whole time too. And also too, and and we read uh, or, or, or the Doku Lo- Jedi Lost audio drama. You see that he has this whole planet kind of backing him too like so he has a planet that hated the jedi so he can now go to you know anyone and say hey look we're building an army to fight the republic and to fight the jedi you know what i mean and he's got the backing like he's got the background for it too it's it's a very interesting way to present the story in my opinion i like remember remember how that that story ended um they found a very very rich um resource that was going to make them independent so doku's very rich um, so how do you, how do you guys feel about the inclusion of the Death Star plans in this movie? I, it felt thrown into me, totally, totally thrown in. Like like, like it like, pissed me off when I saw that. Yeah, like I remember back in two thousand two. Yeah, I remember watching it the first time, being like, really? I mean, it's like give it a little bit more, you know. You've got the whole here. galaxy and a thousand different stories to play with. You don't yeah. need to keep tying it back in. Yeah, and and then this one, it was like more egregious than anything. I'm just like, really. We're not. We're doing this. Oh, get off the planet! You got to make sure you keep those plans safe. And it's like, uh, I we we can um have this discussion now, or we can have it later. But I don't know. Showing the plans with the Death Star was bad enough, but then at the very end of three, where they're building the thing, yeah, 
No, it, no, it's, it, it's, what, it's it takes it's a, 18 years to build it, and then yeah, they can build an weird. even bigger one like in three years or something. Yeah, it's very, it's a very. Uh, there were a lot. Of, there, I understood a lot of people's reaction, uh, and we won't jump too far ahead, but a lot of people's reaction to uh, JJ's first movie. Where they're like, really? I mean, because it, it really is just like the constant, like, I don't even know what you call it. There's probably a German word for it. The constant thing. Farfignugan. <laughs> it's a constant Farfignugan in every movie where you're like, really? Are we really talking about that again? Are we really doing this again? Yeah. But somehow yeah, it, the emperor has returned. Like, I remember I remember watching it the first time and being like, whoa, okay. We're throwing that it, back in there. And then now this time I'm just like, oh, like it's like a, it's like an audible groan. I'm just like, the, I totally, uh, like I totally forgot about that part until I rewatched it. And I was like, no, I remember that distinctly. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give any spoilers. of This I would just say that the, the discussion about the Death Star is the reason I like the Tarkin book so much because that's during that time, the construction of the. Oh, Death oh Star. no, no, don't, so, so don't, don't get me wrong. The Death Star itself, the original Death Star, um, and again, and that we'll talk about it whenever we get there. But Rogue One is probably one of my favorite Star Wars movies. Like it is way up there now, and it's continuing to be way up there as we rewatch these. Because, um, like the, the the, this is about the, you know the, the building of the you know, of it and just like it's so not Star Wars. I mean, it's like you know supplied. This would be like Jeff Bezos, um, <laughs> building supply chains, and it goes into that that kind of stuff. I'm like, I love this. I love this. This is awesome. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to read the Tarkin books. I haven't, I haven't read them. They are very I'm, good. I'm I love excited Tarkin. When we get there. I, I never I, actually saw the end of Rogue One. Did every everybody make it out okay? Yeah, yeah everyone's fine. Yeah, they're all good. Fine. Good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Love those guys. You did even, the very even big, the little girl with the teddy bear. I was really happy to see her get yeah. out. That's where I was like, her. oh, yeah. The very, the very. Again, you talked about your favorite scenes, and I definitely like those three scenes. Um, and uh, the scene that stands out to me, and I, I look for it again specifically when I watch this, and it is the look of distress on um, Dooku's face when he cuts off Anakin's arm. Um, I missed that. I never, I never noticed that. No, I, missed explain. That I, I had to, uh, yeah, he, he looks very disturbed and it's a hint that he is not pure evil. Um, and I, and again, you get that feeling, I think even in, in his own book, I did, um, that they're still, they're still good in him. The, uh, the audio drama. Yeah. So I think he thinks that the, the general, he's doing this because he thinks that the, the Republic has failed. He thinks the Republic is a mistake. Yeah, agreed. But he's not necessarily a bad guy. The Emperor is a bad guy. See, so I, I disagree with that. And the only reason I disagree with that is because John and I read the Doku comic that okay. happens before this. And he's a mean bastard. He, he is kills like, a kitty cat. Yeah, he kills a kitty cat. Like, he is like, he is, he's ruthless. And honestly, I would not, unless I had read that comic, I, I would have thought the exact same thing that you're thinking, William. Because, like, you're kind of like, oh, and I didn't, I, and I'll be honest with you, I did not pick up on this distressed face after he cuts Anakin's nope. arm off. Go, yeah, go um, watch it again. I mean, it, and, I mean, I, I watched it like three times, and Shannon agreed as well. The, but, uh, but, but also too, he may have a distressed face after cutting Anakin's thing, but he's not above. I mean, he's not above throwing that big old item on him at the very end, whatever that thing was, to escape. So yeah, well, he, like, I, I, I think he, no, I, yeah, I think he knew. I mean, he, he had knew to the, he, he knew that Yoda would make that choice. So oh yeah, it was, it was a distraction. What you're saying? Yeah, yeah. I'll make yeah. him yeah. use his power on this. Yeah. I will really oh. have to go look at that because that that if that's there as you see it that does not fit in with the character as I understand. It. I, don't, I agree. Well, I, and I, the only I, reason I say this because that comic. He he that, yeah he kills that Jedi like then, boom you're dead yeah, you're no longer useful. Well no but Anakin has a special role. Um, he knows he already knows about Anakin. Um, what through Qui Gon with the prophecy thing? Right. So the um, 
well, I'm sure the emperor may have let on as well, but the, uh, I mean, cause he knows that, mm. you know, Anakin's there with him all the time and being trained and all that good stuff. But anyway, the, hearing what you're talking about, the comic book, I think that wait, wait, at this, at this point, Anakin has not started training or anything though. What? No, no. He, in the beginning, in this, in the beginning of this movie, he talks about how much time he's, he, he's, he thanked the, um, the, well, not the emperor. He thanked the, um, what, what, what is his, what, what is his title? Chancellor. Uh, Chancellor. That how much he's actually learned from him. So the chancellor has been training him all along. Doku. Um, yes. No, not yeah, Doku. No, not Doku. Palpatine. Chancellor. Palpatine. He oh, says no, the very wait, beginning. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah, he does, and he says I've had your guidance, but I felt yeah. that was more for the political spectrum, not anything related to Jedi ish. Well, all. no, no, not Jedi ish. I'm talking about no, 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 just like his, 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 how he sees the universe. I mean, how yeah, he agreed, sees. Agreed. Yeah. Agree with so, that. I, I agree. Yeah, and but um. Unfortunately, I think that based on what you're saying, that makes the comic book sound like it's doing a disjustice to the movie of what it was trying to portray. Because if you go and I don't, you know, I don't know how else to defend my argument other than mentioning the next movie, he has the same distressed look on his face. Well, he no, you can not, defend it. You can defend it very well by saying that he doesn't uh, want to kill Anakin. Right, Anakin in particular. Yes. Other oh, no, Jedi no, no. that have to get I, I in the way, cut him. Yes, down. hell yeah. yeah I, I I agree with that part, and the, and the reason I That's agree with fine. that part. Is in Master Apprentice, he talks about. Uh, they talk about how Doku was actually one of the ones that would look at the holo- holocrons and actually know the the prophecy that Qui Gon learned of. So I mean, I I completely agree with you there, and William, that's probably a pretty good catch because I think he you probably are correct with like he thinks he could have killed him, and then he thinks he would have ruined everything. Yeah, and he didn't. Yeah. I mean, think about how many chances he would have had to have killed him. He just he threw him to the side. Well, um, right, yes, and I was going to say that he does have every opportunity to go over there and just stab him, like cut his head off. Yeah, right, stab he does him through the heart. And I think that's why he's so horrified later on when, you know, when he does fight Anakin in the do next it. movie. Yeah, yes, the do it scene. Um, that's basically, I think that. Uh, so, he, so just just to make sure we're on the same page, though, Doku would have that face after he cut Anakin's arm off because Doku feels that Anakin is part of this prophecy that he honestly in Qui-Gon believed in. He has but, a special purpose. He has a special purpose, but he does not foresee him becoming the next Darth, the next the next uh, Padawan for Sidious, right? What? No, he can't, right? Because that means he's dead. Exactly. It's right. He, he has a role to fulfill in prophecy. Right. Yeah, he has a role to fulfill in the whole plan, but he still does not have any oh. inclination that he's going to be taking over his role. But Still don't doubt easy. for a second, and this is probably again why it would have bothered him. I mean, he knows how it works. The the master and apprentice, when he was talking to Obi Wan, if Obi Wan would have said, "Yeah, let's do it," they would have. I mean, he would have gone after the Emperor, right, right. then. Um, and I'm sure it's the same way with Anakin. If you can get the Anakin come with him, then yeah. Um, oh yeah, Tyrannus is gone at that point. I, I, yeah. I totally totally agree with that because he is the chosen one, and I and I get that. I'm just saying that you, I think your your facial uh, expression of Tyrannus is because he knows that that kid is super special, not necessarily because he knows that that kid's going to turn to the dark side. Oh no, no, I'm saying because he's super special. Got you. Okay, yeah. No, I, I don't I think he has. That. Yeah, I don't think he has any idea about the dark side thing. Okay, okay. I did, that's, I did, that's where I was a little confused. I, okay. I'm saying he did not want to hurt Anakin. Agree, agree, agree yeah. with that. And, and I want to go back and I'm going to watch that scene because I, I yeah. didn't catch that at all. Yeah, so it, he didn't want to hurt Anakin solely because he didn't want to mess up the plan. Right, right. Yeah. He believe, he he truly believes in the prophecy, and he believes that Anakin is going to be the one that brings balance to the force. He has no clue how, 
Right. And he has no clue that it's going to be him, is Anakin taking over his job. I just but remembered. He, Did anybody look also, for armbands? I forgot to look for armbands. Oh, mm. yeah. Doku's got armbands. He, well, Doku's the <sighs> Doku Jedi lost. That's why he's got, yeah, that's why he's got it. But they're, uh, they're, yeah, that's the only armband I think that we would see in this movie. And we would right. see it at that last fight scene. I will go so, I'll, I'll, for two reasons now. I'll go watch that last yeah, fight scene. There, there, there's two yeah. things that we got to look for. Is number one, we got to look for the armbands, and number two, we have to look for the uh, Lance Armstrong bracelets that show up in certain scenes um, to let you know that they're against cancer. <laughs> Sorry, what? That joke like that's so bad. They're against medical. Remember, remember the yellow armbands? I'm trying to like. Uh, when do I laugh? Arm- when do I laugh? I, I don't get this. <laughs> the, sorry, I said armbands. The yellow bracelets. That were, I uh, really thought you were starting to talk about like you know a Starbucks cup no, showing up somewhere. No, no. I don't, I'm, just, I don't. I'm just cracking up laughing that like like people are, would like go and watch the movie to look for those little like plastic yellow armbands that everybody had like like what five or six years ago, and be like I this means something. No, it doesn't mean anything. I think you're janking on my armband collection. I don't care for it. <laughs> Uh, with William talking about Doku's expression when he slices off Anakin's arm, forearm, arm? Is it the whole arm? Nah, most of the arm. Like, most, I think it's like okay. forearm. Did you guys pick up on uh, when he gets away and Padme is rushing out to shoot at his ship? Yeah. Yes. The expression on her face? To me, that's the same expression because of the Empire Parallels that Leia had firing at Boba Fett's ship. Like desperation. Oh, I did not catch that that was a throwback. Ah, another, even, even though it's a totally different scenario, right? Because her yeah, lover's not good. on that ship. Well, yeah. and and she's flat out wearing Leia's outfit. Pretty much the same so. thing, yeah, the way. Yeah. yeah, that's 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 good. That's a good. That's a good one. That's good. That's a good echo. That's good. Yeah, that's a good echo. That was good. That was a good echo. Yeah, echo. That's a good word for it too. Good echo. Echo. I so, I, I really did not catch that. It's pretty good. And the last last the last fight scene. Because we have to address Yoda. Um, okay, so so I, I do want to say, fight scene has a really big place in my heart because I always remember that was probably the first instance inside of a movie that when we went and saw it opening night, people burst out cheering at that scene. Yes, absolutely. Like yeah. when, it, when, it, when that thing flies across and he grabs it, like I remember literally people in the theater screaming. Like, oh, like it's just like it was good. Whoa, 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 good. whoa. When he grabs what? When his lightsaber flies across and gets into his hand, okay, he flips his he flips his thing back. Yeah, I, yeah, okay, I'm with and you. And he but draws the light like it flies through the air into his hand. I, I there's nothing I can say here that is any different from what the red letter media guys uh, say about how that, that scene diminishes all of the force, everything set up to that point. Oh, okay, so let's not get into a a uh, review of their show their content but i need to have some points here because i think that's that it's not the best scene in the movie by any means but it's a pretty nah. good scene nah didn't care for it well and if you go do back you not care and, for the flipping and stuff i don't like, i do not care for yoda flipping around like a pinball okay now uh, no. you may not as much but back then didn't then no did not then did not oh, then really? okay nope, okay nope nope that was not his character that is not his use of the force william did you enjoy that scene I did, but I agree I'm with John. I'm not saying it's your favorite scene. I'm just saying it's, it, it, it's no, a no, good no. Scene. I mean, as far as that movie went when I first saw it, that was pretty badass. Okay, but so, so at the so, same time, as a Star Wars nerd, it irritated me. Okay, all right. So that, I, that, I, to me, I, it was a clear case, scene. clear case of of umpi- upping the anti-itis 
you know, we have to, everybody wants to see Yoda fight a lightsaber duel. So we got to show Yoda fighting a lightsaber duel. What is the problem with upping the ante? You've said that three times on this podcast. (laughs) What is the problem with upping the ante? Because it takes the rules that you've established and then chucks them aside for the rule of cool. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, the rule of cool, that's a good term. But I got got to go back. That's that's a TV trope thing. Okay, so what, what is... What is upping the ante here? Like, that you get to see Yoda actually fight like a normal Jedi would, which we heard about in Doku Jedi Lost. Is it upping the ante or upping the ante? Ante. 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 That's terrible. The other upping one. The, the other one sounds terrible. Ken. Yeah. Let's not, do, let's, not, let's not say that. All right. So, upping the ante. Raising um, the stakes. Okay. Raising the stakes. What's wrong with that, though, as a trope? What is wrong with that? Uh, I can't think of a good analogy fast enough other than, let's say you had a thousand invaders. Okay. I just realized you guys missed my pun. Yes, totally. Did you say pun? Anakin Skywalker. No, I, up, up in the ante. That, I, no, yeah. I agree with you. I said oh, okay. that. Up in the uh, ante. Okay. Okay. Yes. I was trying Eric, to draw that out because it I was, wasn't clear. I, was, I was thinking of, I was thinking, sorry, I was thinking of the, the poor little girl that sang songs. That's I was like, can we please avoid that <laughs> okay. at all? Yes, but, I, yeah. I think we can avoid Little Orphan Annie <laughs> yes, in our you. Star Wars podcast. Up well, apparently, no, we can't. I get it now. That was very good, William. I apologize. I, I missed it. I totally missed Oh, no, it. it's fine. I thought it was hard. I thought it was actually pretty clever, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, right. John. Go ahead. So, so, yeah, go ahead, John. But what is wrong with upping the ante? I mean, I, if you don't see why that's wrong, um, uh, look at it this way: they had a a, pl- a satellite-sized or you know moon-sized Death Star in mm-hmm. the first film, mm-hmm. and so what do they do again? They make yeah. it again, but at this time it's like how how much bigger? Like really big? Yeah. No, and then I- and then later on we see it. It's like no, it's not just a like a moon-sized thing, it's a whole planet thing called so, so, okay, Star okay, Killer okay, Base. Okay, so so for those films, that is a main driving part of the film and what the the uh, characters that you love are trying to be. I get that. I, I get that. I don't understand what upping the ante is for Yoda specifically, jumping around with a lightsaber when we know he can do it. No, I like, didn't know he could do that. Why would I know he could do that? All I've seen of this character is him hobbling around that movie. Yes, and sitting at the in time you chairs. first watched the movie, I agree with that. Uh, it's been fleshed out in Doku Jedi Lost and other stuff, so it's not. It's post production of this movie, but I don't. It, I don't know. He is the elderly, um, learned sage master. wisdom. Yes, yeah, sage, sage wisdom. wisdom. And his, if he does choose to fight, his moves are more studied and muted and powerful. Because he knows what he's doing. So oh, yeah. so there there is the part where he catches the lightning. Where he's yes, like, oh. that, that's and, a good and, one. And, yeah. and, and, and Doku, of course, is like, I see that, well, I forget the stupid line that he says, something like, I see that we're equal in the force or whatever it is. And they bust out their lightsabers. Yes. I. You've never seen him with a lightsaber. I mean, how, how do we know what he's supposed to be? I mean, do you think he's this? Well, that's, that's again, part of it. He, he busts out this stumpy little green, Yoda green lightsaber. Okay, you're going to make fun of Yoda's lightsaber now, John. And it's short. It's so short. <laughs> but it's got girth. I know. It's, it's what he does girth. with it. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's how it works. Okay, anyways. We've already... But, but it has to be that way because... How, how could horrible. you picture Yoda holding like a full-size, a man-sized lightsaber? No, you yeah, can't. No, I agree. Yeah, but... but uh, it's supposed to be his lightsaber. It's what he does with it. It's the acrobatics that is his, like, key thing for fights. I mean, you got to remember something Yoda I've never Doku. seen from this character before. 
Agreed. Oh my gosh, we've got character development. Shut it down. We there, don't want to okay, develop there's these a difference between character development and character out of nowhere. It's interesting. John is actually hit on a point that he can't know yet. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I keep I, rolling crits, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is awesome. Let's not let's yeah. not talk about it. Let's not talk yeah. about it. I, I know what you're. I think I, I think I know what you're referring to, William. But let's yeah. not talk about it yet. Um, just remember what you said, John. <laughs> yes. About Yoda's stumpy. Four years from now, when we get to this episode. Yeah, I don't remember the beginning of this podcast. Much <laughs> I'm drinking beer. Wait, what? Um, yeah. So, so it's just, it's, I, I don't, I don't, I, it's fan servicey. I agree with that, but it's yeah, not fan servicey, but it's not fan servicey in like a nostalgia way. It's fan servicey. I've never seen this. I've never seen this out of Yoda. This is great. It made the Dragon Ball Z fans really happy. I, I I admit that um that I uh I I think that they may have overplayed their hand a little bit putting him in the electronic wheelchair thing when they're walking through the thing like because then you're like just reinforcing the fact that he's old and infirm you know what I mean yeah you know do you guys know what I'm talking about whenever they're walking through the Jedi Palace and he in his little floaty half pod thing the little yeah the floaty pod thing yeah and it's like it's like now you're making me want to be like pod. oh he's really old he can't do anything anymore and then you're like well, oh. Look at him. Yeah, I agree with that. That's a little. Well, I think you have to assume that all his movements are a hundred percent force, not anything physical. That he is literally he's using the force to move himself, not his own body. You know what I'm saying? Interesting take that I did not. I did not. No, I hadn't thought about that either. Uh, I have to reevaluate that. Oh, that's. I I assume that's the only way it could because he's he's a cripple. Like you said, so you're I mean, you're saying you're yeah. saying that he is actually using the force to, yes, to like jump a, around everywhere and everything. Okay, right. I, like I a thought, puppet, like he's a force puppet. Yes, he is so I, freaking good at the force, right? That he moves himself as an object. I did not think of it in those terms. I thought he was clearly using the force to do what he was doing, but not like he was a force puppet. If, yeah. if you can understand the difference there. I guess that's just how my brain accepted it. <laughs> I, I I love that. I I love that's a good, yeah, the that's idea a, I, that he's I've always felt that, that was actually him holding himself back, and not and he could do that if he really really had to, not as a force puppet. But the force puppet's an interesting idea. I did not think about that. I don't know if it's right. I just that's just what I always thought. So so you guys, John, you did not like that. Uh, it sounds like William, you're kind of mediocre with that scene. Yeah, um, I just don't think he would have fought that way. The uh, is my only thing. I love, I like watching it, um, but yeah. So, so also too, the big thing that is about to fall on uh, Obi Wan and Anakin. Um, I don't know. I felt like that was kind of a weird way to for Doku to get out of there, to get out of town, and also too. I mean, his ship's so slow. <laughs> like you know that you know that they can catch up with that thing, the solar it's, sailor. It's it's very stylish though. It is. It's like a Cadillac. I get it. Well, I think saying? they covered that because when, when he, as soon as he got above and out of the the atmosphere, those were all Trade Federation ships up there. I mean, he was. Oh, like, uh, no okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so nobody's gonna mess with him because he's up there. Yeah, I, I yeah. didn't think about that. I didn't think about that part. But the ship's just so slow. You're just like, come on, guys, just get no, the that, ship and go chase it. Right. That part made no sense. What you're mm-hmm. deploying a solar sail. That again, that was to me. That was rule of cool. It looks super cool. It makes it does. no sense. You know, see you in the next system like a century right, from so, now. So the, the, let me say this. Let me say this. I don't know about everything else, but I agree with the the see you in the next century part of it. Um, but also, too, if you don't have engines, if you don't need engines, does that make you cloakable or anything? I don't know. No, he's Doku. He's Doku. Damn it. He can. Yeah, he can. He can do it. He's Doku. Damn it. <laughs> he's Tyrannus at this point. Tyrannus. Um. Also, too, how does Palpatine get out of his political duties so much? Like he's in this like at the very end of the movie he's in this like old broken down 
building, waiting for Tyrannus to get back. I mean, does the guy does the guy not have people on him like twenty four seven being the chancellor? Like he's gonna have some kind of like secret service. I, or I think that um, alludes to the main Sith power. There's actually, well, yeah, that and his right hand man gets covered heavily in in the future. Okay. Okay. The guy. The guy. I, I, the I don't guy, know that part. So, so the let's, guy with the yeah, tentacles and the, and the the horns. Yeah, the guy looks like a devil. Okay. Okay. Yeah, let's keep it there because I don't know that part and I want to see that. Like, okay. I want to know what know what that is. That's pretty good. The guy. Um, the guy that says, "If only Senator to Amidala were here." Yes. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay. All right. I did. That's interesting. Yes, he is. He plays a major role in future books. It's funny how in that one line, to me, they were trying to convey exactly that. Like this guy's more important than you think he is. Oh yeah, very important. Oh yeah, that was a that was a total play. I, I agree with that, and I, and you see it as a play, but I can't say right, anything. Fa- else. Fa- favorite line from the movie. I'm beside myself. <laughs> I love that because he says this is such a drag, and then followed by I'm beside myself. I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. You know, eight year old you must have really enjoyed that. I found that so annoying. I love C3PO. Come on now. If you if you can't handle C three PO humor, okay, wait, it, wait, wait. It, Let's, I, I'm, I'm going to take back what I said earlier. Let's discuss the whole factory scene. Is that a good scene to you guys or not? That's no. an art. That's that a video game scene. Yes, agree, agree. And I, like, yes. like to, to make video games in the future, we're going to put this scene in there. I, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. It's a terrible, terrible scene. All the Genosis stuff is just kind of mediocre for me. Like I enjoyed, hmm. like what I talked about. We talked about the Coliseum thing, um, and that's not bad. But the whole factory thing was just oh man i was like oh no here comes another bad machine Uh oh who's gonna get you know you're gonna get out of it it was i don't know well and and we have there in this film we have you remember how um obi-wan and qui-gon jinn use force speed one time (laughs) and only one time and i never never noticed they even did that until the second time i watched it and so here we have r2 using his little jet thrusters yep one time and if I'm if I'm not wrong, only one time. Yeah, that was it. So I mean, there's stuff coming up. Yeah, I agree. That that's just lazy writing. The the head the head switching thing was was it's for kids. I get it. But well, yeah, and I, I get I, that. I, yeah, sure, that's fine. I that's I don't classic three GPO. Yeah, sure. What about what about uh, what about Anakin's lightsaber getting broken? Oh God, I, no. <laughs> I had just or, his the, arm, or his arm getting pinned down or whatever. Oh no! Again, I think that whole thing was an arcade. Uh, game so and then, and then also too like i mean i know that they throw the lightsabers whenever they land with the clones and stuff but it's still weird it's still a weird scene oh wait i'm glad you i'm so glad you said that so one of the one of the things you have to do as a jedi right to become a, a, a jedi knight one of the final things is you have to construct your own lightsaber because it's special mm-hmm. to you and it's with you and the force and all that yep. and then they just toss them some like here's some yep. extras agreed hate that we we keep this in stock yeah <laughs> we have backups what color do this you is, want? You want green? This is Henry's. Blue? Take good care of it. We don't have any red. We're fresh out of red. Sorry. Henry, there's only one purple. Henry just <laughs> built his own after three years. Don't mess it up. Yeah, it's, it's a yellow? very... Shut up. It's a, it's, a very, it's a very weird scene, too. And also, too, the way he pulls it up when it's broken, and it like does this little weird puff of smoke thing. Yeah. To make it clear, yeah. it's broken. Yeah, that it's broken. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it, but it's just kind of like, oh, yeah. Anyways. He can still fix it. No, it's broken. I saw a puff of smoke. Yeah, it's done. It's done. Completely done. He's going to need yeah, some Yeah, I gloss ones. over that whole scene because it's just whatever. Well, then the next scene's the worst scene in the whole movie where they're chained up in the thing waiting to go out. And you're just like, oh, 
Oh, in the in the arena? Yeah. With the monsters? I, I, I had to come up with names for them. So you ready? You ready for it? Yep, I'm ready. Slaying Mantis. Ooh, that's pretty good. The Trino. And Murder Cat. Murder, murder cat. cat's good. I, I like murder, murder cat. cat. Yeah. Try now. I'm, I'm a little hung up with Slaying Mantis is pretty good though. That's, that's well, a it's like good... a rhino, but he's got three horns. It's a trino. Slaying Mantis, I had a problem with because it's the exact same monster that's in Witcher. Um, really? Who oh, is it? I never noticed yeah. that. Witcher one. I think it's. I don't know if it's in the series or not. Um, I can't remember. I, the series what, is a blur what, to what, me. What year did that Slaying, come? Out? Slaying Mantis. I was actually probably... trying to figure out which came first, Witcher or the, the, the or that. I'll have to look out when the video game was made. Slaying Manus, I'm pretty positive this came out before Witcher 1, but Slaying Manus was that that was a cool looking character. It that was, was the cat was the good, cat yeah. looked like a like a like an Alice in Wonderland thing with just a big smile. Yes. Like, yeah, I was just sure. like, oh yep. yeah. Yeah. And then also too, the part Ulti. where she gets scratched is a weird scene to me. Well, he's like, it's to he's show you that there is danger. The, yeah, these people again, for her, you can tend to yeah. think they're immortal. Yeah, she she's just a kid, right? She's just a, a human. She's not a kid. We've already explained this. She's in her mid twenties. She's but a she's not a super weapon Jedi. Thing. Think about Queen Shadow too. I mean, she's been through some stuff. I mean, she she knows stuff. Um, but yes, I agree that it is about the show. Yeah, there there is real danger here unless they get rescued. So danger. Well, and to uh, and to remind you of her vulnerability. That's why that's there. Yeah, and then she is not a Jedi. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that too. And she's fighting a monster just the same level as the Jedi too. And she's expected to hold her own because they're not caring about her at all till you know Anakin decides to. Um, just like Princess Leia. What do you guys think about Django and Boba? We've already talked about Boba to where I find Boba an annoying backseat driver, but what about just Django and Boba in general as characters? Dry. Yeah, there's there's uh, not that much I like, there. I, I like Tamar Morrison's character in this movie, too. I thought he was pretty good. I, I think Boba, the younger Boba, is kind of an annoying thing. Getting to but, the uh, parallels with Empire, I will say that Cloud City has always been a favorite of mine. Yeah. And Camino evokes that same sort I agree of with vibe. That. I agree with that. I totally agree with that. Yeah, it does. It really it really has this kind of like ethereal vibe to it. I, I totally oh. agree with that. It's very, I never thought about that, but, it, but just the, even the basic architecture feels like it is. Yeah. So yeah. you're talking about, what is it, the, the water planet? Water planet. Yeah, Camino. So I, I don't know if this is the podcast for this or we have to wait to the next movie, but the... Um, the, the So the, you know... The clones, obviously, being the you know being um, obviously the part of the emperor's plan, did they know about it? I mean, did this... the clones themselves know about it? No, 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 not the clones. The people were creating it. How the hell did they create all these clones? No, I I, I feel that they really felt that they were dealing with somebody named Sifo-Dyas that was for the Jedi. And I feel and like just, and, and, and just... I feel like what they make it clear in the movie. Yeah, they make it very clear in the movie that if you have money, what do you want? Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. So and then when, and then when Obi Wan comes, they're they're really thinking that he's coming to check up on their project. Like he really, they have no qualms at all. You want him to, you know, have six arms? Okay, sure, we'll do that. Well, not that, but the the order that you know turns them evil. Yeah, uh, I thought I thought what was interesting though is that I say that, but yet I feel like the Kaminoans knew necessarily that Sifo-Dyas. They probably thought that Tyrannus, being Sifo-Dyas, was actually a Jedi. But in that same scene with Jango, though, he literally says, "I was hired by a guy named Tyrannus." Yeah. And the the Camino and standing like right behind him. I don't. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it goes to show they don't care. They don't care. Actually, so didn't they, they say that again? And say that before that they would do anything. Um, they oh, just yeah, love Dexter Jetster. Yeah, Dexter yeah. Jetster's like they'll do anything for money. Yeah, and, and yeah. that's yep. and that's. Yeah. But I'm just saying though that I always kind of assume that they honestly felt that they were dealing with the Jedi. 
the whole time, but she literally is standing right next to Jenga when he says, no, I was approached by a guy named Tyrannus to be the template. Yeah. So, okay. I yeah, so maybe, again, John, to John's point, they don't care. Yeah. yeah. As long as it's getting paid and they're shipping them off to wherever they need to go, they're fine with it. She's like, I hear nothing. I know nothing. <laughs> I enjoy the, I enjoy the uh, and I don't know what language it was in, but the uh, Boba go close the door scene. I, I thought that was pretty well done. So, I mean, it's it's pretty well known that everybody thinks that the 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 uh, spoken dialogue of this movie is terrible. But I really, I, and maybe it was my age whenever I watched it for the first time in 2002, but I feel like as a parent now, like I know how whiny Anakin is in this movie. Like just pure whiny. And it's just like, uh, he doesn't think I'm ready. Like the whole scene where she's packing up her suitcase and he's like. Out of nowhere. One doesn't think. Yeah, out of nowhere. Out of like, nowhere. Yeah, he like, starts just complaining. He's been thinking about this like all day and she like has this like little word that she says or something that like tips him off and he's like, All right, here it goes, here comes the barrage. And he goes, Obi Wan doesn't think so. And I'm like, Where does this come from? Like, are you just keeping it bottled up or like did he say something to you at breakfast that just made you mad? Like what is what is this whininess? And I think that probably Lucas wanted him to be the whiny teenager in this, you know, blah blah blah. Well no 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 but, no not not the one I don't think he wanted to be the whiny teenager. He wanted to be he wanted to show that he's he's um what is the he's straining Influ- at the, the leash at the at the reins? He's pulling it, at the reins. It, it, influenced like, by Palpatine. Influenced by Palpatine. Like Palpatine's in there telling him you're gonna be the biggest Jedi ever. They're holding you the back. Ever. But then yeah, but then Obi Wan's yeah. the one that's like, No, no, you're not ready yet. Um, yeah, I, I get it. It's just I think that the way that it's presented to me is the problem. It just feels awkward at some points and you're just like, Okay. And I don't understand why Padme was just like, Why are you telling me this? Like at that point in the movie. You know what I mean? Because they hadn't gone on their trip yet or anything like that. She still sees him as Annie, you know, and she's got to be like, what are you telling me this for? And the handmaidens behind her have got to be like, what is this guy talking about? What is going on here? What is that? Creep, creep alert. Yeah, creeper, <laughs> like, get her out of here, dude. I mean, this is like, this is like 2 a.m. at the bar. Get out. Go home. You know, it's have just you, like. Have you seen some of the guys that girls fall for? No, I know. I, it's just it's just a weird scene. Like it's just a weird overall scene. Like and she like just keeps staring at him. Like okay, yeah, I'll listen to you. And I'm like, she wants what? to fix him. She wants to fix him. I don't know. He's just a, that's just a, like the, the whiningness part of it. It's I'm just kind of like, what is going? So what about on? the accent? Where the hell's the accent come from? I think I think the accent is supposed to show a transition, maybe from like his Tatooine life. To like this new life where he's trying to adapt to like you know the city and the Jedi and he's also trying to be all like sophisticated for Padme and that's what I get out of it. But yeah, there's definitely a change of the way he says certain words well, in I, I, that scene and other scenes. That's why this movie was always weird to me because he doesn't have it in the episode one. He doesn't have it in episode three. Um, well, I think episode three he doesn't care anymore. Like he's not trying to put up fronts. Yeah. Like he he does he's not trying to prove to anybody that he's anything. He's like I am. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm. I'm going to destroy you. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's it's pretty much like a this is me, and you can like it or not. It doesn't really matter at this point. Whereas in number two, I think he's still trying to please the Jedi. He's trying to appease Obi Wan. He's trying to appease you know other people, and I think it's a front to try to make him look good. I, I and also too, like whenever she whenever she rebuts him, whenever he says, "Excuse me, my lady," like oh my I'm God. the security person here, whatever it is, and it's another awkward moment where the everybody's like, "Okay, what do we do here?" You know. So I I don't know. That's my that's my take on it. I, to me, I think that he he just been reading too much Shakespeare or something. Um, the uh, and also that George Does Shakespeare Lucas, exist? The, the, it's the a fact, galaxy far, far away. I think the fact that uh, um, George Lucas directed this himself is also telling. Um, 
just based on like the original Star Wars and what we heard about that, that basically the actors were left on their own to figure out what the hell they're supposed to be doing. Um, <laughs> the East and those director. actors did a great job. Yes. Um, but I think he played it like, okay, do you guys not remember the drum? Well, John, you probably do because you're probably one of them. The drama kids in high school, they were just like that guy. How they're dare just like you? Anakin. They were. They, I, hate, I, wanted, I wanted to punch them. I, I mean, I am a nerd. I was a nerd, and I wanted to punch them in the face. Well, I mean, there's nerds and there's drama nerds. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, because they thought they were so good and so smart and pompous. And they'd say into the human element. They would talk and say things like "my lady" and and one of my my friends tried to get into that. I'm like, dude, if you start doing this, I just cannot hang around you. The uh, <laughs> It's like, I don't want to hear crap like my lady. And he was trying to court this girl and doing crap like that. Just like You just that. said court. You just said court this girl. Yeah. He said that's that on a, purpose. That's exactly that's what purpose. he meant. Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry, yes. sorry, sorry. Okay. I thought you, <laughs> I thought you subconsciously said court. Yes. No, I I like, exactly. Yeah. I'm like. I got you. I got you. I mean, he would like, you know, bend over and, you know, take her hand and my lady. And just, oh, that's what that, and I have flashbacks of that the entire time I'm watching those scenes. So I want to know, I got two questions for you. Number one, I want to hear your favorite line of the movie. And number two, I want to hear your uh, favorite character of the movie. Doesn't It can be somebody that you've seen in other movies or up until this up until this point that you've seen. But like who stands out for you? Favorite line, John. I don't like sand. It's coarse and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. Not like here. Here everything is soft and smooth. And now I sexually assault you. <laughs> oh, God. It no, it's, weird... it's cliche. I know it's cliche. It's a weird. But holy crap, weird... that is the worst freaking line in the movie. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And then when he, then when he kind of like brushes her, you're just kind of like, Pinches oh, her cringe her bare, again. Because she's you know, wearing the bare shoulders thing. Yeah, that's, that's there's no way around that. Which is a great dress, by the way. You, that, was, that, was, that, was the, uh, that was worse than the, the, I don't even remember. I'd have to just paraphrase. You probably remember it better than me. But the, uh, the, the, the love doesn't kill you every day like it does me, you know. Like oh like, yeah, that's that's pretty bad too. Yeah, that, that's, that's that, so wasn't even, that wasn't even the sled scene either. Uh, no, that was even the sled scene's by far the worst scene dialogue wise <laughs> of this whole movie. But that one happened even before. Like that was like a where was that? I remember that. Like I'm dying every day. Yeah, that was when they were. Uh, that was after the pair thing, right? When they're in the by the fire. Yeah, that was right after. That's the what pair. it was. Yeah, yeah, the fire. That was a weird scene. That old fire. Yeah, scene was weird. <laughs> it was just so creepy. Yeah, I'm like, is. why aren't it's... you running the hell out? <laughs> well, <laughs> or at least just yeah, just or or at least ask for lights or something. Like you're just kind of like yeah. this is weird. Well, that's, yeah, no. That was what was so shocking to me when I was just like the whole thing when I talked to my wife about it and she goes, "No, you'd be surprised." I'm like, really? <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a <laughs> that's William. a different take on this, William. Yeah, I'm I'm haunted by the kiss, the kiss oh my that God. you have never given me. <laughs> oh my God, that's so bad. So again, so I say if you take that 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 twenty minutes out of the movie, maybe if you just didn't have Anakin talk at all in the entire <laughs> movie, <laughs> just think just about slaughter people. That's all he does, <laughs> just slaughter people from beginning to end. It's much better. For, movie. He's, he's force <laughs> muted. Um, so I've got, I've got, I've got. My favorite line is actually not the line itself, but the reaction afterwards. It's "Don't worry, we have our two with us," and then it's the like fakest laughs you've ever heard from both characters when they're walking. You think, with their you think those are? You think those are forced like fake laughs? <laughs> yes, I do. I, think I, I thought different. okay. I took it differently. I took it as. I guess I took it as bad acting. Like this, it's meant to be funny, <laughs> but it wasn't really funny. Like as a nervous laughter. 
Like you think the characters no, are actually acting? No, genuinely bad acting. I, I really did. It was one moment. Oh no, no, that's the no, word. I genuinely thought that it was it was just bad acting. Like that it was meant to be. I I don't have a problem with what you're saying. I, I probably agree with it uh, in that context. Now that I look at it that way. No, no, you're, you're saying we're saying the same thing. Like it's the most weirdest, awkward laughs afterwards. Like there's a scene again. I'm going back to where I think Obi Wan had actually good lines and stuff. There's a scene where they're going uh, up or down, uh, up the elevator, I think, uh, at the very, very, very beginning scene of the movie after the assassination attempt, and um, and Anakin says something to the to the I forget the exact line, but he's like, like that time I saved you from those gun darks. Yeah. And then there's like a pause, and, and then Obi Wan like, laughs. Yes, but yeah. he waits like he waits like the perfect comedic. Timing. That's another example I think of that 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 it I wasn't sold. It's like that's an actor doing that. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, th- I don't think he was directed. I think he was just like, <laughs> like, like he, he, just, he had great timing on that, and I really enjoyed it. Much like the, um, much like the way well, you're doing a good job, you know, line. Like it's, it's built in to him, not the director, not the caster, and, and it may not have even been scripted. But then you go to the scene where you're like, well, don't worry, we have our two with us, and then it's like, <laughs> it's <just> weird, <laughs> it's so weird. It's like, oh man, it's like cringe, like like a cringeworthy scene. But you're that. saying, are you saying that that you think the characters were forcibly like laughing at the no, bad joke? no, 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 or were the no, I'm actors? Saying, I'm saying the actors on script. It says both characters laugh. Yes. And they're both like a weird laugh. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, we're on the same page. I, yeah, I, I, I do disagree with you with the Obi Wan thing because to me, uh, that I saw the actor there. I don't ever want to see the actor. And I saw the actor. It says here, I have to remember this funny s- this scenario from our past. <laughs> yes. I agree with you. <clears throat> it was I awful. agree with John. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that, that, was my fa- that was my favorite uh, line and probably bad scene directly following. And there's tons. There's tons of bad. Like that, and don't get me wrong, the kid that plays Boba. You know, I probably didn't have tons of experience. I, like it was just like there was weirdness in there. Where he was like, like, and, no, actually, I take that back. I, I, let me, let me, let me re-review. Right. Who's After your favorite com- character? Oh, my favorite. Okay, yeah. So, so I was gonna ask you guys what your favorite line was. Your favorite character. My favorite <laughs> character is Liam. Do you guys remember Liam? Neeson. Great. No, <laughs> he's not in this film. <laughs> no, 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 no. The character Liam from this, this Star Wars. I think that we should have a whole spinoff series on Disney Plus about Liam. We don't know who the hell he is. You guys don't know who Liam is. No, oh, he is the absolute most powerful Jedi in the entire universe. This is either a joke or it's building up <laughs> to something. No, it's not a joke. If you remember, when Obi Wan goes into the younglings' room, Yoda oh, asks yes, that's Liam right. specifically to close the blinds. Like Liam gets a shout out. He's like, Liam, the blinds, please. Isn't all he Liam also does, the one that all no, Liam does all day long is get the blinds? That's all he does for Yoda. He's like Yoda's blind servant. Yeah, but isn't like, he the oh, one that also confronts Anakin and, and, and uh, well, I don't know. Anakin. Yeah. Obi Wan goes in to find his missing planet, right? No, I'm, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I was talking yeah, about Yeah, Yoda, for some reason, makes a specific three. call out. Yes. I know, I know. Makes it's a specific first, call out. It's the he first says, kid that Anakin killed. He just, he just says, he's, <laughs> he's just like, can you get the blinds, Liam? But he says it so nonchalantly, like, Liam gets the blinds all the effing time. <laughs> Liam is sick of blinds. He's, he's, he's Yoda's pet. He's sick of blind work. Yeah, he's just like, I'm not doing this. Fine, Obi Wan's planet. We will. So obviously, if Yoda can puppet himself around the room, he can get the freaking blinds. <laughs> exactly. So if he's telling the kid to get the blinds, that's he more has, training. That's, that's I mean, my I, point. It's I do the that force. All the time he with, has with, the force to get the blinds, but he specifically <laughs> asked Liam about them. 
Like, what does Liam do? I'm going to take a different take on that. I think Liam was the special child. He was telling Liam to get the blinds because that's all Liam can freaking do. (laughs) I agree with John. He's a special needs Jedi. Make Liam feel special and tell him to do the one thing that he's good at. Closing the blinds. And talking to tadpoles. (laughs) And Liam's, to be fair in the movie... Liam's not well enough with the force yet to be able to force close the blinds. He still has to actually walk <laughs> yes, over, he actually walks over and there and close the blinds. <laughs> that's how special he is. He can't even close the blinds with the force. Again, <laughs> that's why at one point he's just sitting there staring at Anakin carrying a red lightsaber. Oh, poor Liam. Poor Liam. I don't think I don't think Liam's the same kid. I don't think Liam's the same kid. You want me to close these blinds? In episode three, he walks in and starts killing younglings. Liam's going to the blinds. So is Anakin. Okay. He's going over there to shoot these things, man. Wait, I'll get the blinds. I'll get the blinds. And Anakin, Anakin with the one-liner, lights out. Uh. Oh, poor Liam. Yes, poor he Liam. He tries so hard. <laughs> So terrible. Yeah, we need to make a new series. It's be like the lower deck oh, of Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> Liam the blind guy. Oh, Liam, man. decorator of the force. Decorator of the force. Oh, the poor Jedi that are oh, the forced to work in the library oh, all day long. Man. Yeah, there was another call out to another kid, though, the Jocasta News. So Jocasta News is the old lady in the library. Yeah. And uh, she goes over and starts, like, after Anakin can't find his planet... She goes over and starts talking to some kid, and that kid looks scared of Jocasta News. I don't know what he did to get in there. If you remember back from Doku Jedi Lost, they got they had to go to the library to work after they yeah. did their little infiltration mission in the library. As punishment, they had to go work. So that kid must have done something really serious, because he's like, he could tell on the side of his face, he's like, oh, Jocasta News, she's pissed. She can't find planets. Nobody wanted to accuse her of being wrong. So you just, Actually, you just caused me to change my favorite line. No, what's, what, okay, what is your favorite line, William? Okay, so my new favorite line. Well, first I'll tell you what my my original yeah, favorite yeah, line what was. Your was original, yeah. What was your original? My original one was the cliche, which is "You'll be the death of me." Yes, uh, that's a, yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a, yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. That, that, and that, I mean, then I remember cracking up when that. When that's that, the chuck. That's the chuckle for everyone yeah. in the audience the first time they see it. I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah, yeah, you'll be the death of me. But now it is, if the republic, I mean, if the Jedi archives doesn't have it, it doesn't exist. And yes, that shows agreed. the arrogance of the Jedi. Again, yeah, we get William. it, William. The Jedi are arrogant. Boom, <laughs> Boom William. Why are you Drop defending the, the Jedi? I'm not good defending job. the Jedi. Good they job. are arrogant. Drop the hammer. That was good. That was solid. Yeah. I mean, I, she, never, she, I, never, I never thought about she, that. You can see she it in her says face. That. Yeah, she says that and just walks away. Yeah, Drop you can Mike. see it in her face. Like, like <laughs> Obi-Wan, you are wrong. <laughs> Listen, child. <laughs> I mean, it is like you are way off. And then Yoda's like, "Oh yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> There's probably a planet there." <laughs> the whole so so wait. So let's go back to the post Liam uh, era of this movie. Uh, the post whole Liam. the whole mouth of babe scene is pretty good though. That's a pretty well written thing. Yeah. Knowing episode three, and you know we should be talking about. But I'm just saying. With episode two, like, you know, when the little kid's like, well, they can't find the planet because it got deleted from the archives. And then Yoda says something, the mouth of babes is, quote, like a, um, the kid, the, the wisdom of kids or something. I forget what, exactly what he says. But uh, it's, it's, it's a good, it's a good way to kind of make you love those kids. For a little <laughs> in while. Until mo- <laughs> they all get murdered. <laughs> in, in this movie. It's a, good, it's a good way to make you go, oh, man, I never thought about how. All the young kids go train, and how cute it is, and Yoda's teaching them, and you know how cute it is. I, they, again, they're standing like three feet apart, waving lightsabers all around, like wearing oh, flash shields. 
That's right. Yeah, Blast we, Shield. We, we about it. We, yeah, we, we'll that, 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 that fixed your issue. You remember that you said that you had issues with the Blast Shields because it was supposed to be like something novel that Obi-Wan picked up. But if you notice, those Blast Shields are, are made for just that. The, those are, yes. That's not what we're talking about, though. That's Liam's oh. safety helmet. <laughs> 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 They're padded on the inside. I'm actually, I'm actually too, I'm actually way too tired and drank way too much white Russian to uh, see this oh, argument yeah. to this end. Oh, so I'm just going to accept it. Liam. Liam, it's Liam's Liam. trying to headbutt everybody. Yeah, this is Liam's helmet. I'm going to accept that answer. I'm he going with it. I'm done. Liam does the lightsaber, but it's the wrong way. So <laughs> Kids' arms laying on the ground. <laughs> All right. Oh, man, I'm telling you, Liam needs his own series. Oh, I'm starting to agree. I'm starting to agree with Eric at this point. Yes, I want to see Liam the Special Jedi. <laughs> Have you guys Jedi seen Lower Liam? Deck? Because that's pretty much what that is. Oh <laughs> man, I need to watch that. That show sounds very fun. Oh my gosh, that's what we've named our teams at work. We have uh, lower, we have lower deck, and then <laughs> I'm the uh, I'm the head I'm the head of lower deck. <laughs> oh. Yep. All right, so uh, so John, I mean, uh, William, what is your favorite character? Um, favorite character. Uh, I'm probably gonna go with C3PO. Okay. Okay. I really enjoyed seeing. Did you just feel like the reintroduction of him and like oh he yeah was on the, the the farm and everything? Yeah, I I I just I've always been a sucker for his one liners and just his. I don't know. I, I like his character. Yeah, I liked I liked everything where he's on the farm, where he has a human quality in knowing that he shouldn't discuss Shmi with Anakin. Yeah, that was actually very cool. And that's a that's a really cool like 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 add in thing because you know it's a robot, so the robot's gonna be like, oh okay, well I'll tell you what happened. But like it's a really good like we should go inside and discuss this. Like it's a very human emotion to say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you need to go talk to Cleek about this. This is not my not my above my pay grade. You know what I mean? Yeah, basically the humanism of both C-3PO and R2-D2. They've already done it for R2-D2 several times, but right, right. And C-3PO as well, he's not a robot. Yeah, no, I agree with that. That's a, that's a good call. I like that. John, what was your favorite character? <laughs> it's Maybe Liam we, now. We, we I mean, there's no <laughs> question. You <laughs> can't choose Liam. You he's mine. Man. Yeah, <laughs> who's your favorite character besides Liam? Uh, overall, it would have to be Obi-Wan. I mean that that's the one yeah. that I identify yeah, the most really, yeah. with, you know. He's got that cool yeah. ship, he's flying around trying to solve mysteries. Jedi detective. Yeah. If only they would make a series about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe great, they will especially the, one day. So did you guys I have to bring this up just because I thought it was so so funny. Um I I posted you guys earlier in the week on our Discord. I sent you guys a link saying that they were going to start recording in Boston about Kenobi. Yes. It cracks me up because they're not actually recording in Boston in the U.S. They're recording in Boston in the U.K. Oh, oh. I didn't catch that. No, no. The original city of Boston thought that they were going to be filming in Boston. Oh, wow. And Boston, Massachusetts got really excited about it. Turns out it's actually a Boston in the U.K., I think. I think it was U.K. And they just said Boston, so everybody kind of assumed that it was the Boston over here. I just they said Boston, funny. not Boston. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, was, it wasn't wicked. It was like it was. Uh, kind of high and high and mighty. Like it was like, but I just thought that the the fact that the Boston newspapers wrote about Kenobi and everybody the, and everybody said it was like, okay, you're filming Tatooine in Boston. Like it was just a weird thing to begin with. But they were, I guess, everybody just kind of put it behind their back and they're like, okay, I guess so. Well, they've always filmed but, most of Star Wars in England, right? 
that's what yeah, makes goes, way more yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Totally, yeah. So, yeah. So it's over there. But I just thought it was funny that everybody was like, oh, Boston. And everybody made Boston jokes. And it was like this big well, thing. Everybody had to have the same reaction. Boston? Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. All those, like, all those Massachusetts accent uh, um, Imperials, you know. Oh, the jokes were themselves with that. I mean, it was, it was like, it was like perfect. And then it turns out, I just think it's funny that there's actually another Boston somewhere else and nobody ever thinks of that. <laughs> it's just a very funny like way to I have my post-podcast uh, uh, duty now to find out more about Boston, UK. Yeah. I think I think it's UK. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure it was in the UK. So I still wish I could know what it would be like if it was raised British and to notice that every Star Wars movie, the evil empire, are British people. Um, there's lots of times. If you remember back everybody's when Everybody's British. Came out, well, if you remember back when episode one came out... Um, there was a there was a little bit of an uproar about people saying that the Trade Federation was very Asian like. Oh yeah, and it was it was I mean it you know I, I'm not saying I'm not we we can dive into that on another podcast but it was very um, it was kind of contentious I think there for a little bit like where Lucasfilm was like no we didn't build them off this but they just kind of sound like that and they kind of yeah and this was in like the, the pre Twitter days can you imagine yeah now? oh totally oh, yeah. yeah dude oh well, can you imagine it now it'd be it would be uproar. Well, you think about it. They, they, so here you go. That I mean, I, I think this has got to be intentional because in the Empire sounds British, right? They have very, you know, the other people are British, but they, they're not speaking with British accent. And the the rebels are usually like Southern. Um, and I'm like, okay, this is this cannot be this is cannot be a coincidence um, that all your rebels are sound like good old boys. And <laughs> you're, you're I so, so I, I don't think that they sound like good old boys. I think that they sound there's definitely a, a non-British uh, American esque sound to them, except for Ray Laverall. <laughs> that's just awesome. <laughs> yeah, that that's just the man. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's 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 the only one that I really get a Southern accent from, though. Not like, not I, a I big rebel yell coming out of Qui Gon Jinn. Yeah, yeah. No, no, not <laughs> not the Jedi. Quite. I'm talking but, I'm talking but, about but, like, I mean, rebel. But like Luke, Luke and Leia sound very American. I agree. Yeah, with that's true. Very, it's, it's a, a lot very, of the pi- it's a very American sound. Um, like the stay on target. The and then just like <laughs> yeah, <I laughs> those mean, guys. Those guys reminded me in, in Porkins and um, I think I, yeah, I think it just comes down to though the actors and actresses that were originally chose to play. Yeah. In the original trilogy, I think that I think it just comes down to those guys. But I agree with you though. The British part of it, I agree with that. Well, That's okay, you're you're gonna make me talk about this, right? So, did you watch the miniseries Chernobyl? Yes. I have not. Okay, they made a conscious choice there, right? They did not make them sound Russian, yes, because they I thought think... that would be way too distracting. Yes, I agree. So oh, they made them sound English, consciously. Hmm. They had to sound foreign, but not distractingly so. Right. Interesting. I did not know that. Yep. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't watched the series, but that's that's an interesting take on that because I always assumed that there would be a very Russian-heavy accent on that show. An overall summary, I, I felt, again, I felt like I did not necessarily enjoy this movie when I saw it in 2002. Um, I feel like I enjoyed it a slight, very slight bit more whenever we, uh, I rewatched it this week. It's it's still the low point for me. I mean, it's still, it's 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 the trenches of the, the worst three, in my opinion. And I know you guys have some, some, some opinions about the last three, but this one was, this one was pretty bad. Now, the good news is I liked episode three, but, but this one... This one's rough. This is a rough movie, and and I think it shows in the box office score, and I think everything else. Is this the worst for both of you guys? Yeah, no. I, I no. originally I started with Phantom Menace. Yes, but I, I would say I like Phantom Menace better than this. So yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go, know. John. <laughs> you, do, you do not like Phantom Menace more than this one. <laughs> You're right. I do not like Phantom Menace. I must be weak minded. Little hand, 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 hand to watch Attack of the Clones tonight. 
<laughs> Again. <laughs> John, is, is this the worst movie for you out of all of no, them? No, I, I think for me, um, again, jumping ahead, I, uh, mine, mine's kind of a straight ramp. It's one, two, three. Okay. Okay, so you you thought Phantom Menace was worse. Yeah. Yeah, this one, I, I, and I can't explain it because I, it was a treat to watch it for this podcast. It really was set to sit down and watch the movie. Um, Not the poetry. <laughs> that didn't oh bother me so much. It really didn't. It, and, I mean, it does bother me on one level, but I just kind of gloss over it. But <laughs> the, I guess the, the, the moments of the film, the, the scenes on Camino and the, the drone droid clone war there towards the end, which actually doesn't really hold up all that well. At the time, I didn't think anything of it. Yeah. Hey, good effects. Now it's kind of like, uh, yeah. Yeah, but that's age. That's age. I mean, that's not that's not that's not this film's problem when they that, produced that, it. That's... And we didn't touch on this, but really quickly, this was made in that period, this sort of transition period where they could kind of do the effects kind of well, yeah, totally but agree. they didn't hold up. It was it was not uh, yet uncanny valley, but it was getting to that point, and you're just kind of like, okay. I mean, you can a, you can do things a lot more now that, than that I think, and I'll love to be proven wrong, but I think if you look back ten years from now, you'll look at stuff around this era, and it'll be fine. But oh, okay, we'll interesting. See. Yeah, I I don't think we've reached a peak by any means, but I, I think that there's always going to be looking back, it's going to be pretty bad. Um, yeah, and we didn't touch on the visuals for this film. Again, I think we all agree, like, Seismic Charges, that kind of, like, uh, space, and then even the city of Coruscant where they're going through the car ride was pretty good. Um, I agree with you that for some reason that last battle did stick out a little bit in my mind, um, as in, like, didn't hold up as well as the other scenes in the movie. But, you know, not bad. So I want to say, uh, number one, thanks for joining us. Um, thanks, John. Thank you. Always thanks, fun. William. Thank you. And uh, the next podcast we're going to be doing is podcast number 14. We're going to be reviewing the Age of Republic Anakin Skywalker one-off comic. Uh, kind of comes a good bit after this. I uh, hope you'll join us for that, and uh, stay safe. This is the 11 Parsecs Podcast, episode 13. If you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to subscribe and leave us a good review. And be sure to check us out at 11parsecs.com and Discord. I'm Jonathan Smith with Eric Thompson and that special little guy, William Buchanan. Thank you for joining us. Thank you.